Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. Howdy, howdy. It's Rhino here, and I wanted to say thank you for listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We have transported the Element Wealth Studios up here to the brand spanking new Center for Applied Engineering on the Oxford High School campus, part of the Oxford School District. And I'm talking a little low because we've got uh, the superintendent of the Oxford School District, Bradley Robertson, is addressing uh, a small crowd gathered here today, including numerous elected officials. They're about to cut the ribbon on this brand-new facility. I just got a, a personal tour, and it is quite impressive. We've got a great lineup for you today. Dr. Steve Hurdle, the Director of College and Career Readiness for the Oxford School District, and Charlie Sabatier, an engineering teacher in the Oxford School District, will join us at uh, 10.50. That's following uh, the Superintendent Bradley Robertson at 10.20. And then Senator Nicole Akins-Boyd at 11.20. Don Jones, Dean of the Northwest Mississippi Community College, the Oxford Center at 11.50. Ryan Miller, the Executive Director of Accelerate Mississippi at 12.20. And then the Mayor of Oxford, Robin Tannehill, joins us at 12.37. We'll wrap up the day with Marnie Hendricks the Assistant Dean of General Engineering for the Oxford School District. Again, this is an incredibly impressive facility. Can't wait to talk to our guest and learn more about it. I think you guys uh, are going to be impressed with what they have to say, but this doesn't feel like you're on a high school campus. When you come in this building, this this really looks kind of a, a, like a mini college campus, to be honest with you. And, and this dedicated facility here, state-of-the-art, incredible I think it's just a really good deal and perhaps a uh, a glimpse of what a high school curriculum and high school education should look like. And Oxford's kind of leading the way there. So good morning and welcome, everyone. The group is uh, breaking up after comments delivered uh, by Superintendent Robertson. So we're in good shape now. Everybody proceeding outside for the ribbon cutting. Rhino, how are you this morning, sir? Oh, not too bad. Well, I tell you, uh, if you heard about this story overnight, if anybody out there looking for a new job, might I suggest uh, seeking a job as a lifeguard in Southern California? Sunny That's Southern Cal. You could be a part of Baywatch. Well, exactly. Well, the highest paid lifeguard, just in case you're wondering, last year raked in an amazing $510,000. 
this is unbelievable, and this is according to a nonprofit watchdog website called Open the Books. About half of the life, this lifeguard's huge paycheck. He's the captain of the lifeguards, okay? So that's why he gets the 510K. He's the hop. They came, yeah, came from putting in overtime at the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> Another high-ranking lifeguard uh, gathered in 463000 his claim, his haul uh, claimed no overtime, $142,000 in benefits and more than 78 k in other pays, said the site opened the books. More than 90 other lifeguards earn over $200,000. 20 of them took home over 300000 According to the report that uh, <laughs> lines up with uh, your description, Rhino, Baywatch on Paywatch is the name of the report. And it's just incredible. Of the top 20 earners, only two were women, the site said. So, of course, we got to inject that in, into the story. But this sounds like some government run amok, does it not? The well, lifeguards, by the way, can work year-round, but they can retire at age 55 with 79% of their pay. It seems like they've got a pretty good deal going uh, compared to the folks on Baywatch. Because if you remember, the captain of the team on Baywatch, Hasselhoff, had to yeah. had to moonlight as a detective on Baywatch nights That's to make right. ends meet. So I mean, That's right. they're obviously eating a little higher on the hog now <laughs> as lifeguards as they were then. On the ceasefire text line six zero nine eight seven nine four three nine five. Yeah, but for California prices, five hundred k a year equals about twenty five thousand. <laughs> well, I, I think it's certainly that the cost of living is somewhat higher. But I don't know. I'm thinking you could get by pretty dang well making five hundred grand as a lifeguard. I just feel like that'll get you by at least. So, <laughs> uh, the meantime. The S&P 500 could drop to 3,400. It's presently sitting at 4,100. So you're talking about a 20% drop, according to an analyst at Morgan Stanley. Now, this is their top equity strategist, Michael Wilson. I followed Mr. Wilson quite a bit. I will, uh, I will tell you, he is, a uh, he's a bit of a bearish kind of analyst and he really thinks that the S&P sitting at 4105 as we speak is headed to 3400 that would be again a 20% drop that's hard to believe but that's what he is predicting and that is what he's telling his clients the uh, Morgan Stanley clients over the weekend meantime Joe Biden as we talked about yesterday penned an op-ed in the wall street journal entitled my plan for fighting inflation and we had some uh, rather robust discussion about that uh yesterday as you will recall uh rhino and we had a, a listener that texted in and basically said that uh, much of what my analysis consisted of as far as joe biden's uh, op-ed was was factually incorrect but we never got really any response as to what we said that was uh, the, the listener considered uh, not factual. And I thought about that some more. And, you know, I did make the statement that uh, I do hold Joe Biden's policies largely responsible for the conundrum that we face right now with respect to inflation and certainly the price at the pump. 
And I made the statement that it started on day one with ordering every agency in the government to focus on climate change and their policy making. Now I understand that the Department of Health and Human Services is poised to create an environmental justice department. What the heck does that got to do with the Department of Health and Human Services, which, by the way, is run by Javier Becerra, who is a lawyer. So we got him running uh, HHS. We got Jennifer Granholm, the former governor of uh, the great state of Michigan. We played a video a couple of months ago. We referenced that yesterday, and that video is is, uh, basically a parody if you will, that includes her starring in the video where the actors uh, seek to leave gas in the ground. They don't want any fossil fuels whatsoever. That's who's running the Department of Energy. I mean, she's like an ardent enemy of the industry, which she largely is responsible for regulating. But let me fast forward. It, It does no good to dwell on the blame. And I, and I thought about that after the show yesterday. What we should be focused on is, okay, how do we fix this problem? Because we can point fingers all day long, and we, we find ourselves falling into that trap. Both sides of the aisle do it, it, for political expediency mostly. So what do we do to fix it? And when I looked at his plan, what he calls his plan, described in the op-ed, I, I just couldn't find anything. Uh, raising taxes? Uh, creating new programs that just redistribute that taxes, comes in one door, goes out the other. And, of course, do we never get the taxes, the revenue, the tax increases purport to produce. And, and of course, government programs always cost more, a whole lot more than their um, plan to, to cost. But it's, it's clear that this president seeks a fossil-free economy that his plan is to spend more, implement price controls, attack profit in the private sector. He says he's, he's implementing policies that would reduce the deficit, but we're celebrating a deficit of $1.5 trillion. He bragged uh, in his op-ed about Americans saving more, but that's factually inaccurate. The savings rate this time last year was about 12%. Now it's 4%, and that's because people are having to tap their savings and spend more money. Disposable income's down 6%. These are, these are just facts that I researched after the show. He wants a wealth tax, an international tax, reduce incentives in, uh, for the oil and gas industry. And all of this, of course, is just going to lead to supply-side inflation. The way to combat this rise in the price of gas and traveling up here today, I don't know that I saw a single one, a single sign in front of a gas station that didn't have a four out there in front of it. But it's to increase the supply of oil. The bottom line here is that the president really has no plan. And now we're hearing more and more about canceling student loan debt. Give us some projections. Where's the price of gas going? We've got that from the private sector. Shouldn't the president come in front of the American people and say, this is where we think it's going? And why? We get nothing. We'll take a break right here. We're in the Element Well Studios in the new Center for Applied Inver- uh, Engineering in the Oxford School District. Bradley Robertson, Superintendent of Oxford School District, up next. Stay with us.
At Gateway Rescue Mission, we feed hungry people. We offer shelter to people seeking life change. And we serve as sort of a beacon of hope that says, hey, God cares for you. I'm Rex Baker. Rescue Mission work is not glamorous, but we do see lives changed. Check us out at gatewaymission.org. Find out how you can get involved and join God at work here in Jackson and at Gateway Rescue Mission. Mind your own business. Mind my own business? What's that supposed to mean? No, I was just thinking about all of the news of tax changes, insurance changes, regulations that are being passed down to business owners. I don't have the time to keep growing and to keep up with changing payroll regulations. I know. It seems like all I do is handle employee-related problems. You know, I hear People Lease can help. How can they help? People Lease can handle our payroll, taxes, employee benefits, and workers' compensation. They even offer an affordable and customizable 401k program and a 24-7 online human resource resources support center for all my HR needs. Think of all the time we'll save letting People Lease handle our payroll and benefits administration. I'll be busy growing my business and letting People Lease take care of the rest. Sounds like a good business plan with People Lease. Let People Lease mind your business so you can mind your own business. Call now 601-987-3025. That's 601-987-3025 or visit freepayrollquotes.com for your free quote. This is Michael Cassidy. I've spent my career as a fighter pilot in the Navy, and now I'm running for Congress in the Republican primary here in Mississippi's 3rd District. Our district represents the best of America. We're pro-life, pro-American, and pro-Trump. But Congressman Guest has not upheld these principles. Congressman Guest voted to give $1.1 billion of your taxpayer dollars to Planned Parenthood, the nation's largest abortion provider. He's voted to bring in an unlimited number of foreign workers that take our jobs and suppress our wages. And he was one of the few Republicans to join Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats in voting for the January 6th Commission. Unlike guests, I oppose sending even one penny of your money to Planned Parenthood. I support securing our border, limiting foreign worker visas, a moratorium on legal immigration, and banning foreign ownership of U.S. land. I'll fight to fix our country's broken election system and get President Trump back in the White House in 2024. I'm Michael Cassidy, a pro-Trump, America first Republican running for Congress, and I approve this message. Paid for by Michael Cassidy for Congress. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just that, a family. It was just a good experience in itself to how they did it and how loving and compassionate they are. I was just so excited because it was exactly what he tells you. I cried. (laughs) I really cried. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, 772 Lake Harbor Drive in Richland, 601-607-7876. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way, Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Check it out. Let's do this. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's get on with it. On Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi, we are on location at the new Center for Applied Engineering. 
on the campus of the Oxford High School, Oxford School District. And joining us now in the Element Well Studios is Bradley Robertson, the superintendent of the Oxford School District. Superintendent, thanks for coming on, sir. Absolutely. Thank you. What a great day it is. I, I got a personal tour of the facility. I know you just had the ribbon cutting. This is really something special. It is something special, something that we've needed in the Oxford School District for some time, and we're glad that we could do this for our community. Yeah, so what was the catalyst? Who, who came up with the idea, and when did all this start, the thought about a, uh, building such a facility? Yeah, we've been great in the Oxford School District of preparing kids for college for a long time, but we were missing some pathways for some of our students. Sure. Uh, so Superintendent Brian Harvey, several years back, uh, really wanted to change the landscape of, of what we offer in career technical education, uh, and then, and now you're seeing that come to fruition. Yeah, uh, and, and with the job market the way it is, was listening to the numbers uh, this morning. we still got 11 million job openings out, out there, and a lot of those are for uh, kids that, that go a different route. You don't have to go to college and get the traditional linear four-year degree. There are plenty of opportunities, and they're highly paid uh, jobs that we, we didn't see in the past, but but now uh, you can make a dang good living, and you guys are preparing them to take on such jobs when they leave this facility and graduate from the high school here. Absolutely. Again, we knew that there was a market for career technical education in the Oxford School District in our community, but a lot of people don't understand about career technical education um, is that when we apply to add this coursework or these programs in a school district, uh, that you have to be able to show that there is a workforce okay. need okay. in a local community. So the jobs that we're adding by adding these, this coursework in the Oxford School District is supplying workforce for the Oxford Lafayette community, which is exactly what we're supposed to be doing as a public school system. So to what extent uh, did you consult with the private sector to try to to understand what their needs were when you created this facility and built out the curriculum. Yeah, Dr. Hurdle, uh, as the the College of Career Readiness Director and the CTE Director, he has lots of conversations. We have, he actually has partnerships and we have uh, different groups or um, what we would call committees yeah. that we've established with business leaders that gives us input not only on these programs but what they're looking for in a workforce uh, when they leave Oxford High School. Yeah, uh, because it seems like for so long um, superintendent, that we've had a disconnect between the educational community and the private sector. And the educational community seems to just turn out folks that have a particular education, go through and achieve linear degrees, and they get out, and well, there's no jobs for those, those uh, particular skills. That is 100% accurate. And our, my vision for the Oxford School District and, and what we're doing in Redefining Ready is making sure that we're putting out a student that actually meets four different prongs. Okay. One is being academically proficient. One is being able to navigate the world of college. But one of those prongs is being able to navigate the world of work. Yeah. We've been so focused in public education on the academic proficiency because yeah. of state assessments and all of those things that we forget we're preparing these students for the next step in life. Yeah. Eventually, that's going to lead yeah. to work. Yeah, right? exactly. So we have to put more of an emphasis on making sure kids are ready yeah. uh, to be able to navigate the world of work, whether they choose to go to college or whether they choose to enter the workforce directly. Well, and, and just walking around the facility, I mean, this is a place where you work with your mind, you work with your hands, you're mobile, you're not sitting in a chair, wa- watching an instructor, reading out of a book, taking notes, and so forth. This is fun. Hey, absolutely. Kids love it. And 
The reason that is so important is one of the other aspects that we've always struggled with in public education is bringing relevance to the curriculum, right? If If I want to be an engineer... Uh, am I better served uh, sitting and learning about Shakespeare yeah. in an English class, or am I better served <laughs> using my English skills to be learning how to read product manuals, right, <laughs> exactly. or process manuals, exactly. right? So this this type of educational experience brings relevance to the public education system, which is exactly what engages our kids and prepares them for the next step in life. Yeah. So when I got the tour, uh, I was informed that you've got uh, CAD programs that are installed. We got a, a lab of computers, all with dual screens. One screen would maybe has the, the professor screen on, the instructor screen on, and then the other screen is the individual's uh, work as well. But going to high school and working with CAD programs and getting that sort of instruction and, and graduating from high school with, with those kinds of skills, you're immediately marketable. Immediately marketable. Um, and I think that's what we're going to see. Those are the types of numbers that we track long-term through our clearinghouse process is to see where our kids end up. Yeah. And we think we're going to see five, six, seven years down the road the benefit of adding programs just like this. And not only is it getting the experience that the curriculum has to offer, but this type of educational experience also creates critical thinkers and problem yeah. solvers, yeah. which is what our business leaders want, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely, which is more important than just memorizing something out of a book. That really doesn't teach critical thinking, but you're truly solving problems here. you got the robotics curriculum, um, the, the electric instruction. I was amazed at that. You got a, a big circuit panel back there, a breaker panel. HVAC. Yeah, the HVAC. So it's it's fantastic. And these are things that, and, and many of those that come here to provide the instruction are coming from the field. Isn't that correct? That is correct. We are allowed through Mississippi Department of Education to be able to hire experts in the field as instructors for these courses, which is incredibly valuable experience, yeah. Yeah. you know, for our students yeah. as well. It's got to be rewarding for them as well to to take. Um, their skill set that they've accumulated in, in their work and bring that and share that with, with youngsters. And this is how we do it in the real world. How valuable is that? Well, and, and I think you hit on something very important there. The reason it's so important to hire the experts in the field to be the instructors for these courses is those uh, ladies and gentlemen are very passionate about their sure, work. Sure. A lot of them have been doing this for a long time. Sure. So to be able to pour into the next generation of the workers in their field is very, very important to them. They take this very, very seriously. There's challenges, obviously, because sure. they don't have the educational background. Yeah. But they certainly have the skills and the passion uh, to do the work and to teach the work. And it's so great to see our students see them and the love and the passion that they have for the yeah, field. That's, that's a good point. That's excellent. And so the other aspect that, that uh, I believe is so valuable is uh, n- not just the knowledge one gains from the educational experience, but it's it's learning how to be a rounded person and having a balanced, rounded exposure to the world, to life, to knowledge. And, and this goes a long way. This facility and this instruction, this goes a long way towards sort of filling a void that otherwise could not be filled in traditional classroom instruction. Is that kind of the way you guys see it? Absolutely. As I was sharing with a group a few minutes ago before the ribbon cutting, back in 2018-19, we asked a group of business leaders, what do you want in a graduate from Oxford High School? What we didn't get was, hey, somebody that can solve a, a quadratic equation using the quadratic formula. Yeah. What we did get from our business leaders is we need, we need people that are personally responsible, that are going to come to work, show up to work on time, that are ethical, 
that know the difference in right and wrong, yeah. that can think critically and problem solve. Yeah. Right. So that's been our point of emphasis in the Oxford School District moving forward, which is why career technical education and having that pathway is critical for our success as a school system, but it's also very important for the success of our community. Yeah. You may have heard me say a few minutes ago, when you look around the world, basically... A school system is dependent on its community, and a community is dependent on its school system. Very rarely do you see a strong school system in a poor community or vice versa. Yeah, yeah. They are very well connected and linked. Yeah. So it's our job as public educators in this community to make sure that we are putting out a workforce that can thrive and help our community thrive in the city of Oxford with that yeah, Excellent perspective. Totally agree. So, um, Superintendent, what's been the response from the community, but in particular the parents of the high schools. Very excited. Very excited about the direction of the district and redefining ready and adding more career technical education programs. We're not done. Yeah. You know, we're looking to continue to add yeah. uh, based on the needs of our community and the needs of our students. But it's been overwhelmingly positive and it's something that we've needed for a while. Don't you feel like this may be the model for the future of secondary education? Oh, I certainly do. I certainly do. Um, you know, there's a good bit of research that goes back to 2017 18 about redefining ready. But again, we've been so focused on state assessments and proficiency and content that we forgot that there is a larger picture, even past college. And we have to change that model in society if we're going to put young people in society that can be effective in society. Totally agree. And it seems like that the high school curriculums historically, traditionally, have been geared toward preparing a student to go to the traditional four-year track and college. Absolutely. And, and again, you hear that talk, and we've been guilty of that in the public education system. But again, there is an avenue after college. Yeah. Even if you go to college, you don't get to go to college and then go home and sit on the couch for the rest of your life. Right? Yeah. There is work that has to be done. There is Amen. a job <laughs> past that. Uh, and, and quite honestly, sometimes I think our parents lose sight of it. I totally agree. So college isn't the end game. Well, it's awesome. Congratulations. We appreciate uh, you guys having us here. And it's, it's a big day. And congratulations for all the success. Bradley Robertson, Superintendent of Oxford School District. Thank you for coming. Absolutely. Thank you. We'll be right back. Stay with us. We've got Dr. Steve Hurdle, the Director of College and Career Readiness in the Oxford School District, and Charlie Sabaccia, Engineering Teacher. Stay with us. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny conditions, high near 93. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 70. Thursday, a slight chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 91. Thursday evening, a slight chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 69. And for your finally Friday, mostly sunny conditions, a slight chance of afternoon showers, high near 89. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871. This is Michael Cassidy, Republican candidate for Congress here in Mississippi's 3rd District. While inflation and illegal immigration are hurting Mississippi families, Congressman Guest has different priorities. He joined Biden and Pelosi and voted to send $53 billion of your tax dollars to Ukraine. Ukraine is not in our national interest, but fighting inflation and illegal immigration are. And when elected, they will be my priorities. I'm Michael Cassidy, America First Republican for Congress, and I approve this message. Paid for by Michael Cassidy for Congress. 
A Complete Flag Source is proud to announce that Mississippi has a new state flag. We are taking orders now for all sizes of the newly designed state of Mississippi flag. Flags are in production, and soon you can be flying one at your home, school, or business. Place your order by emailing at sales at completeflags.com, calling our store at 601-362-9333, or finding us on the web at completeflags.com. Have you paid a visit to our store? A Complete Flag Source is located at 5295 I-55 North, Jackson. Too far to visit? Give us a call at 601-362-9333 with your order or questions. Thank you for shopping local and supporting a Mississippi-owned business. Be sure to tune in every Saturday morning from 10 until noon for The Handyman Show. Brought to you locally in part by Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions. Protecting your home from structural damage, cracks, humidity, mold, and more. That's Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions of Mississippi. This hour of Middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back. A stronger, healthier Mississippi starts with the right managed care, managed with integrity. Amerigroup brings over 30 years of experience partnering with Medicaid programs throughout the country and a deep commitment to Mississippi. So far, we've invested over $3 million to improve the overall health of our communities. Amerigroup of Mississippi. Managed care. Managed with integrity. Learn more at AmerigroupMS.com. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Last month, the Securities and Exchange Commission proposed a rule that would compel publicly traded companies to make detailed disclosures about climate change risks and greenhouse gas emissions. Tuesday, Governor Tate Reeves accused President Biden of weaponizing the SEC to push his Green New Deal agenda. He called the proposed change an overstep in authority that would create rules that punish businesses. He and 15 fellow governors are calling on the president to stop punishing American energy. Severe storms are possible in parts of Mississippi Thursday afternoon into Thursday evening. That's according to the National Weather Service in Jackson. Isolated severe storms capable of damaging wind gusts and hail to the size of quarters will be possible generally along and north of Interstate 20. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm. Swing in to sponsoring the Sanderson Farm Championship, Mississippi's largest professional sporting event, September 26th through October 2nd. Entertain your clients or prospects, reward your employees. Ball from a skybox on the 18th green. Gotta hurry. These affordable Sanderson Farm Championship packages are available through June 15th. Visit SponsorSFC.com today to learn more. That's SponsorSFC.com. Are you thinking about retirement or are you recently retired? Do you have a plan or do you have a drawer full of statements? If your answer is the latter, then you're not retirement planning, you're retirement hoping. Risks and inflation are rising and planning is critical now. At Element Wealth, our exclusive 360 process can create a strategy to help protect what you've worked so hard to build while still providing growth. To start the conversation, visit myelementwealth.com or call 601-957-6006. 601-957-6006. 
When it comes to the outdoors, we are one. We live in one of the best places in America to enjoy the great outdoors. So let's talk about it. Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews. Mondays starting at noon here on Super Talk Mississippi. Presented by the Foundation Protecting Our Outdoors Heritage. Listen or watch the show anywhere you get Super Talk Mississippi. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Welcome, welcome to our show. On Super Talk Mississippi. Okay, now you have a good one. Well, bless my soul, what's wrong with me? I'm itching like a man on a fuzzy tree. My friends say I'm acting wild as a bug. I'm in love. I'm all shook up. The king himself, Elvis Presley, bumping us into this segment here on Middays. We're at the brand-new Center for Applied Engineering on the campus of the Oxford High School, part of the Oxford School District. Really enjoyed interviewing uh, Superintendent Bradley Robertson. What a great perspective I think he has on the function, the role, the value of education. I, I hope you guys uh, felt that way as well. I certainly did. He understands what it's all about is getting students prepared to go to work. Imagine that. What a novel dang idea. Uh, it's just incredible to hear someone from the education establishment, from the education domain, acknowledge that. That's, it's got to start with that. And I, so hats off. That's just fantastic. And I know there are plenty others that feel the same way, but you got to also see what's going on in higher ed with these tenured professors that are very protective of their domains, of their coursework. And uh, kind of sit on that. They get guaranteed income through tenure and renewal of uh, tenure. It seems like in perpetuity. And there doesn't seem to be a lot of regard from many in that world about, oh, my job here is to prepare students for life after college to go produce uh, for society and earn a living and be a net producer and contributor. That's just fantastic. What a novel idea. So uh, just pleased to hear that, pleased to see that. In the meantime, you're talking about gas. A gallon of gas now in California at numerous locations costs more than the minimum wage. And the Chevron at North Alameda Street in Los Angeles, $8.05 a gallon. The Mobile at Beverly Boulevard in Los Angeles, seven forty-nine a gallon. So in a, in a long list of all the stations where the where the price of a gallon exceeds that of the minimum wage, which is the federal minimum wage, $7.25. This is stinging Americans. I don't think they're very happy, and we can talk about who's to blame all day long, but here's what I think is just a tr- the truth about our political environment, our culture in general. We hold the guy at the top responsible, like it or not, whether the, the president had any direct influence on uh, anything economically. The fact is, people do place it at their feet. At a minimum, they expect that leader, the president, to come up with some ideas to address the issue. 
That's what they look for. They don't know where else to turn. And, of course, what we get out of the Biden administration is just finger-pointing everywhere else. The mark of a quality leader is one who accepts blame and acknowledges responsibility, even if they're not personally responsible. That's just what they do. Because you can't solve any problems until you at least acknowledge the problem. And it mm, this might have something to do with our policies in this case, but they're zero interested, I can tell. Of, uh, of pivoting and shifting direction, it's pretty clear the goal is to totally eliminate consumption of fossil fuels in this country. And, and uh, there's no intent that is obvious, in my view, to leverage the vast resources this country has. The solution's under our feet, but there's just no interest in, in, in changing any policy there. And you've got investors and shareholders of these major oil and gas companies that are saying let's make all the money we can now because they're running us out of business and don't go invest anymore in long-term oil and gas projects that would increase supply because we're likely not to get our return on that it's just amazing to me that the people who run this country don't get that simple concept of economics return on investment incredible Meantime, more wackiness out of California. It always seems to start there. San Francisco, Rhino, you hear about this? They're proposing to spend $6.5 million to end homelessness, wait for it, for transgender people. Uh, (laughs) Just for transgender people. San Francisco Mayor London Breed just yesterday announced a rather ambitious plan to spend $6.5 million to end homelessness. For transgender people, I I guess I wasn't aware that there was any particular problem related to transgender individuals. I mean, isn't isn't the homeless problem for all people of concern? It's amazing how this is what just boggles my mind. We're told you shouldn't worry about the the sexual orientation of an individual, and that should not be at at play in in anything in our society and anything in our culture. They should be treated equally. Okay, I I accept that, and I agree with that. But in this case, you're treating them unequally, inequitably. They're getting an advantage. The money's earmarked for them first, simply because they've changed their gender through some surgery. That makes no sense to me. She says, transgender, non-binary, and gender non-conforming San Franciscans are 18 times more likely to experience homelessness compared to the general population. Well, maybe we need to explore why that is the case. I I think it would be awfully short-sighted to presume it's simply because they changed their gender. They had gender uh, transition surgery. Are you kidding Maybe we ought to find out why. Why is it that it's eighteen times more? But you, you can't have those can't have those discussions. You, you know, you're considered sexist and misogynist, and I don't even know. There's so many ists and isms, but whatever it is, you're considered a bigot. You could say. In the meantime, listen to this one, Rhino. We've talked so much about the march to mediocrity in this country. Yesterday, two high schools. In uh, Illinois, that are part of the same district, Oak Park and River Forest High School, they have announced that teachers, they are, are required, required in the next school year to adjust their classroom grading scales to account for 
the skin color or the ethnicity of students. They describe this as transformative education, professional development, and grading. At a meeting they had just last week, this was presented by the Assistant Superintendent of Student Learning. What they say, I got the PowerPoint presentation. They say traditional grading practices perpetuate inequities and intensify the opportunity gap. It calls for these two high school leaders to implement competency-based uh, grading, eliminating zeros from the grade book. Don't turn in your homework. Don't, don't take a test. Don't get a zero. They, they are encouraging and rewarding growth over time. Teachers are instructed how to measure student growth. Huh? That doesn't sound subjective or anything. While keeping the school leader's political ideology in mind. They will continue to process the necessary grade improvements that reflect our core beliefs, the plan states. What is your core beliefs? That you should just give grades based on race, ethnicity? Is this not a march to mediocrity? If that's not, I don't know what the heck is. How is that actually helping those who would get some sort of benefit? An advantage, preferential treatment, and grade. How does that help them? Think about if you're an employer. Let's say you're, you're hiring somebody straight out of high school and you want to take a look at their high school transcript. You look, want to see the grades. And you look at the grades, and the grades aren't a reflection of, of actual completion of the assignments and taking of the tests. This is a march to mediocrity. And it's happening all across this country in the name of equity. It's just incredible. Where does it stop? I'm not sure it does, as long as we let it. But there is some serious pushback going on across this country in the private sector uh, and in the educational community as well, mainly stemming from parents who think this is nonsense. I do not think this is consistent with the parents or the guardians or the caretakers of even the people who are benefiting from this. I mean, if you want your child just to be given their grades, well, then you're not doing a service to the child. You're not properly rearing the child because that's not consistent with the way the real world works. You're rewarded for value creation, for accomplishment, for achievement, for contribution. That's the way it should be, which is exactly what Superintendent Robertson said we had on the program earlier it's just and there's example after example of this wow yesterday of course the president says he's refocused on inflation he invited fed chairman jerome powell to the oval office there's numerous photos going around showing the two seated uh, at the um, in the office there with a fireplace in the background and uh, really doesn't sound like there's anything to come out of that meeting other than I'm really uh, relying on Fed Chairman Powell to make this inflation thing go away. It's getting in the way of of uh, my agenda and, and our election re-election prospects in the midterms. That's what it's all about. We'll step aside for a break right here. When we come back, Dr. Steve Hurdle and Charlie Sabatier from the Oxford School District. Stay with us.
Clinton Body Shop, we really do take pride in perfection. And that's why we've been awarded the ICAR Gold Certification for our 30th year straight. Only 11 shops worldwide have accomplished this. This remarkable achievement can only happen with continuous training from ICAR and the manufacturers of the vehicles you drive. In fact, we're trained and certified by more automakers than any shop in the market. At a time when insurers are pushing more than ever for discounted and shortcut repairs that save them money, why not insist on Clinton Body Shop, where you get an OEM certified repair using certified parts? If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at clintonbodyshop.com. So how do you know if you have hail damage? Not all roof damage can be spotted from the ground. Gallo here from Experience Believe Me. You need a pro that you can trust to give you an honest assessment of your roof. There's no better team than Watkins Construction and Roofing. You can trust them to give you an honest evaluation. The Watkins team will answer your call 24-7 and give you a complimentary roof inspection and estimate. Plus, count on them to get back with you as fast as the next business day. Financing is available. Count on the pros. Watkins, 601-966-8233. This is Michael Cassidy, Republican candidate for Congress here in Mississippi's 3rd District. While inflation and illegal immigration are hurting Mississippi families, Congressman Guest has different priorities. He joined Biden and Pelosi and voted to send $53 billion of your tax dollars to Ukraine. Ukraine is not in our national interest, but fighting inflation and illegal immigration are. And when elected, they will be my priorities. I'm Michael Cassidy, America First Republican for Congress, and I approve this message. Paid for by Michael Cassidy for Congress. This is the opening agri-market report. It's the opening of the New York Cotton Exchange. July cotton was down 286 to 136.12. December cotton was down 386 to 118.59. The opening of the Chicago Board of Trade, July soybeans were up five and a quarter to 1688 and three quarters per bushel. August soybeans were up four and three quarters to 1625 per bushel. July corn was down 19 and a half to 734 per bushel. September corn was down 16 and a half to 708 and a half per bushel. At the Mercantile, August live cattle was up 217 to 132.55. October live cattle was up 170 to 137.85. August feeders up 267 to 167.80. September feeders up 262 to 170.75. And at the open, the Dow Jones down 233 points, 32,757. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. Why is agriculture so important to the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation? Well, one out of every four jobs in our state depends on agriculture, and it's a $7.35 billion industry for our state. That's a billion with a B. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. Overlook Farms. Hello, sir. Do you have a minute to chat about the beef jerky of the month? A minute? <laughs> I've got hours. What? Because Ingenia Herbicide from BASF has the lowest use rate, I covered more soybean acres more efficiently. If now's not a good time... Thanks to Ingenia Herbicide, I've got plenty of time. What flavors you got? Oh, we've got barbecue, jalapeno... Ingenia Herbicide is a U.S. EPA-restricted-use pesticide. Every application of Ingenia Herbicide requires the use of a pH-buffering adjuvant. Additional state restrictions may apply. Always read and follow label directions. 
Bill here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Properly set all controls before recording. All systems go. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi on location in Oxford, Mississippi, at the new Center for Applied Engineering Center on the campus of the Oxford High School. Joining us now, Dr. Steve Hurdle, Director of College and Career Readiness, and Charlie Sabatier, Engineering Teacher, both from the Oxford School District. Gentlemen, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thanks, thanks for having us. So, uh, Steve, really appreciate the personal guided tour that you gave me this morning. This is an incredibly impressive facility. Uh, why don't you start by just talking about um, engineering, of course, is a very broad discipline, very broad right. subject area. Tell us about exactly what you're, you're uh, instructing here at the facility. Yes, yeah, so this facility is... Uh, as you said, broad. Uh, we want students to participate in these programs having multiple pathways out. And so if a student is more interested in moving straight into the workforce, we have some programs that are tailored to that. Uh, certainly if a student is thinking more about higher education, we can accommodate that as well, sure. much with any of these. But we have a construction electrical wiring program. Uh, it's a two-year program. We have a, an engineering program, and we have a HVAC program uh, in this building right now. So uh, starting out in the fall, those three will be operating here. So are these additional courses that a student just kind of layers on the, their required curriculum at their particular uh, class level, grade level? Well, technically, yes, Gerard, they are elective courses. Um, but they because they take up a lot of time, what we encourage students to do, and working even in the middle school, is to help them think about what pathway they're on, what career path they may be interested in, and to be looking at one of these courses. We have 12 different different career pathway courses here at the at the high school okay. and so students can choose from those but yes they are elective in the sense that they they don't count towards technically a high school diploma except for the the CTE endorsement that students can add on. I got you. I got you. So so Charlie, well, first let me say, Charlie, um, your title is engineering teacher. That's not something you see too often in a high school environment. Um, and and really to and you as well having um, the dual role of um, dire- being director of, of college preparedness uh, as well as career readiness as well, Doctor Hurdle. But but Charlie, back to you. What subjects do you teach exactly? So, I grew up a physics teacher. I loved projects and project-based learning and started an engineering elective here at the high school a few years ago, and then that has turned into the engineering pathway okay. that's here. And so the engineering pathway is a, is a project-based uh, 
curriculum where students explore the different uh, types of engineering careers okay. through projects. So yeah. we talk about civil engineering and the works of civil engineers, and we go tour a bunch of civil engineering sites, and then we build some bridges and break them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in, in the way that, obviously, technology has been injected in, into uh, all aspects of our culture and, and uh, in our livelihoods, uh, notwithstanding engineering, of course, uh, you really need to have a pretty good understanding and background in that um, these days to, to function as a, a quality engineer. It's, it's, so it's, it's gone beyond just sort of the traditional engineering um, sort of functions and, and roles that we're accustomed to. That's expanded quite a bit. Oh, absolutely. And that's, that's one of the things. I mean, in addition to that, with technology, it changes so quickly. Yeah. And so often I am learning on, on the side of the students, beside them, yeah, right? So sure. the first time that I'm learning a new program, the kids are also learning the program. And one thing I hope to instill in them is, is this resilience that, hey, you're not going to know how to do everything you need to do to solve this problem. Right. But guess what? We're going to learn how to figure it out together right. because your entire life, you're going to get a new software or a new phone or a new piece of technology that you have to figure out. That's exactly right. I can just say that as an employer and an employer in the IT industry. It was every day, right, we were we were um, downloaded <laughs> with something new that we had to go learn. But that's what made it fun. It's what made it invigorating. It's also what makes it very opportunistic. This right. is, there's unbelievable opportunities. But what you got to keep in mind is the learning's not done when you graduate. It's just a license to go out and learn more. That's right. You know, Gerard, I'm glad you said that because one of the things I say often is because this is a high school program, I, I didn't know what I wanted to be when I was in high school. Sure. I'm not exactly sure what I want to be when I grow up now, and I'm 52, <laughs> you know. But um, with, with this, if we can help a student figure out what they don't want to do, yeah. that's a win. Okay. We help kids walk through these programs and, and expose them to real-world opportunity, hopefully to lead them to the next step, whatever that is, whether it's workforce, whether it's further education, whether it's a technical school, whatever it happens to be. But if they come to the end of the program and go, you know what, I know for sure I don't want to do that, yeah. then we've helped them. Uh, because one of the big things we run into is our students finish high school and then they jump into college because that's what they're supposed yeah, yeah, and they don't know why they're there, and so we want to help them know why they're there. And we got we got to break those molds. Mm-hmm. Uh, we appreciate you guys coming on, Dr. Steve Hurdle and Charlie Sabatier from the Engineering uh, Center for Applied Engineering here, the Oxford School District. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Sports, WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk, Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. This is a Fox News alert. I'm Lillian Wu. John Hinckley, the man who tried to assassinate President Ronald Reagan in 1981, has just been granted full unconditional release. He was found not guilty by reason of insanity. He also shot and wounded Press Secretary James Brady, who was left permanently disabled. The school district police chief, who served as the on-site commander during the deadly shooting, is speaking out, saying he is talking daily with investigators, contradicting some claims. According to 
the Texas DPS. Uh, the police chief of the school district did do an interview immediately or right after the shooting, but has not responded to their requests for follow-up interviews for going on three days now. Pete Arredondo was, however, sworn in behind the scenes in a private ceremony yesterday for his new city council seat that he was elected to. Fox's Casey Siegel. This is a Fox News alert. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land. And just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. At Batteries Plus, we do more than fix phones and tablets. We help our neighbors power their lives. Visit Batteries Plus in-store, curbside, and online to save $10 on boat and RV batteries. For all for details and limitations, visit BatteriesPlus.com. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Voters from both sides will head to the polls Tuesday to choose their congressional nominees heading into the general election in November. Secretary of State Michael Watson went over some important deadlines. Number one, obviously, if you're going to absentee vote, the deadline in person is this Saturday at noon, so make sure you don't forget that. If you're voting absentee by mail, the deadline would be election day. You have to have it postmarked on election day and has to be received within five days. As we've done in the past and will continue to do in the future, we'll have people all around the state from our office observing uh, the different polling locations around Mississippi. So if you see anything, please let us know. I'll be out there myself, so you may see me in one of your precincts. Voters are required to show photo ID at the polls. If you don't have that, you will be entitled to cast an affidavit ballot. And remember that you're prohibited from taking pictures of your marked ballot. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. Hello, this is Rosie the Skunk for Atmos Energy. You might think I make a bad smell. I mean, of course you do. Why wouldn't you? After all, I'm a skunk. But my stinky fragrance is nothing compared to the rotten egg smell of a gas leak because that could be dangerous. So if you think you smell a leak or encounter other signs such as hearing a hissing or blowing sound or seeing a vapor cloud, blowing dirt or bubbling water, do not smoke, talk on the phone, turn on or off equipment or vehicles, or do anything that could cause a spark. Leave the area immediately. Then call 911 and Atmos Energy. Atmos Energy will send a trained technician to investigate the situation. Take it from a skunk. Gas leaks just plain stink. Seriously, there's no gray area here. When dealing with gas leaks, it's black and white. Yep, that's a little skunk humor there. For more information, visit atmosenergy.com slash gas safety. Today is the first day of the Atlantic hurricane season, and there's a good chance the first tropical storm is already in the works. Fox's Carmen Roberts has the details. 
Hurricane Agatha in the Pacific slammed into the Mexican coast Monday as the strongest hurricane ever recorded to come ashore there in May. And she's not finished yet. The National Hurricane Center says there's a high chance remnants of Agatha will become a tropical depression after they move across the Yucatan Peninsula and move into the Gulf of Mexico and Caribbean Sea, heading for Cuba and South Florida. By the end of the week, the system could grow into the Atlantic's first tropical storm of the season and get a new name, Alex. For all the latest Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. Supertalk.fm. Supertalk.fm. Your one stop for all the news that matters in the Magnolia State. Supertalk.fm. Everything you need to know at your fingertips. Supertalk.fm. Join Mississippi's handyman, Buddy Slowick, every Saturday from 10 till noon as he broadcasts live from the Mississippi Construction Education Foundation studio. Whether you're looking to learn a trade or expand your skills, contact MCEF today. Twilight Concerts at Renaissance are back. Ratchet Entertainment presents Twilight Concert Series at Renaissance. Saturday, July 9th. With J.J. Gray and Mo Fro. Big Head Todd and the Monsters. Plus Jay and the Causeways. Tickets are on sale now at TwilightMS.com. That's TwilightMS.com. Brought to you in part by Southern Beverage. Renaissance. Ridgeland First. And Watkins Construction. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to the show that challenges you to think deeply deeply. and look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone hour two of middays the element well studios on the beautiful campus of oxford high school at the center for applied engineering the brand spanking new center for applied engineering we're here because we had a ribbon cutting ceremony this morning to uh, launch this great facility and uh, what a joy it's been talking to these educators the superintendent and um, Dr. Hurley, the Director of College and Career Readiness, Charlie Sabatier, the engineering teacher here in the Oxford, uh, and engineering teacher here in the Oxford School District, really enjoyed chatting with them. And you could tell the, the passion they have to educate children, but more importantly, to get them to a point where they are employable and can work and contribute to this great country. That is the role of education, plain and simple. Not just to fill you up with all kinds of theory and, and stuff out of books that is of no use and no value and worthless degrees that these folks pay a fortune for and uh, incur massive debt that they cannot pay back. Uh, th- that's not the way it's supposed to work. We've got to get away from that. So hats off to what they're doing here. And uh, I know there's other folks out there in the state of Mississippi listening. Uh, I would encourage you to see what they're doing here in Oxford and think about implementing something similar in your district as well. 
just got notification, Rhino. You may have seen this, that John Hinckley, you remember him? He's the nut that attempted to assassinate President Reagan. That was in 1981. He has been released unconditionally. He is 67 years old, and U.S. District Judge Paul Friedman just announced he'll be released on June the 15th. Now, it it is being reported that the judge announced previously that uh, in September, last September, he he would be released as long as he remained in good behavior, which apparently he has been. So he's going to be released. And the judge, uh, I'm quoting here from Judge Friedman, quote, if he hadn't tried to kill the president, he would have been released unconditionally a long time ago. Interesting. So old John Hinckley. Now, I was around back then. I know some of you listening out there and watching were as well. In 1981, I was working uh, in California out there in Bakersfield. I think I've talked about that before, a project for the Naval Petroleum Reserve, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. I was actually in the drive through uh, at the Wendy's when I first heard about it there in Bakersfield, California. Uh, John Hinckley, the would-be assassin of President Ronald Reagan, he's out unconditionally. Fast forwarding to present day, we've been talking about uh, President Biden and his his uh, desire to curb inflation is concerned about that. He's decided to make that a, a, a priority for his administration. But he's got problems in that his poll numbers are sinking, it seems like, by the day. And so there are reports that, given his kind of worsening political predicament, that the president is pressing his aides for a more compelling message. He doesn't like the messaging and and, and a more succinct strategy uh, to the American people. He wants to tout more his accomplishments, not kidding about this, but he is really putting the pressure on his staff, his team, to get better messaging out there with respect to inflation and high gas prices. Of course, he also told us he was going to shut down COVID, and that was dumb. That never really happened. Uh, we've got the Texas school massacre. We've got a, a massive increase in violence across the country. We shared that yesterday, just a bloody weekend across the United States, many of our largest cities experiencing an outbreak of uh, what seems like amped-up gun violence and, and, and deaths in many cases from uh, that violence. So there's a bit of a West Wing shakeup, shall we say, and, and there are some reports that there's going to be an exodus of some of those in the West Wing, either voluntary or involuntary, as they say. The president's just looking to improve his status and, his, and I guess, his reputation uh, with the American people. But the best way, way he can do that is not through better messaging. It's through better policy. It's through results. People don't care about all that rhetoric. They want to see the price go down to pop. That's what they want to see. They want to see price of food go down. They want to see baby formula on the shelves. They want to have some degree of optimism about their future. They want to see opportunity. They want to see uh, a coming together of the country rather than this constant, constant attacking those with whom he and the Democrats disagree. We were told we had to 
we had to vote for this guy to unite us, but I've seen nothing uniting coming from his communication style. It's it's all divisive, in fact. I, I don't know. That's it's. it's Wake up. That's it. Maybe he doesn't like the fact, Rhino, that people in his inner orbit are telling him that. And he doesn't like that. Okay, you're gone. I don't want you to tell me that. You don't know what you're talking about. Maybe. Instead of just facing up to the hard truth. What do you think? Uh, well, I have seen other reports where he has been upset by the constant walking back of his comments. So it, yeah. it, it plays in line to it. Well, he has to walk back his comments because half the time he doesn't even tell the truth. You know, he was speaking about a, uh, uh, this weekend, I think, at the Naval Academy, the commencement address. And he said he had a Naval Academy appointment, which he didn't. And then he said he'd, he wanted, he thought seriously about going there because of um, Roger Staubach, and I can't remember the other uh, high-profile athlete there at the Naval Academy. Well, that didn't line up with the, with the timing, the dates of when he would have entered school and when Staubach and the other athlete graduated. Why would he say stuff like that? Why does he? Why does everywhere he go he tries to pander and appease and just make stuff up? And you look at that guy, and that's the president? I mean, shouldn't the first quality that a leader at that level or any level possess is just integrity and honesty? Without that, how do you fix anything? How do you achieve anything? It just doesn't even seem to cross his mind. Tommy Carthage says that's the problem with the career of lying. You can't remember what the truth is. Remember, he, he was charged with plagiarizing while he was in college. Karen in Oxford says, I feel like he's fattening up the country for the slaughter, and the Second Amendment is in the way. Does Jody Foster automatically get a restraining order against Hinckley, or does she have to go fill out paperwork? That's a great question. Uh, if you recall, he said that he was inspired to attempt to assassinate Ronald Reagan. I think I got this right, uh, based on something related to Jody Foster. It's been so long, I can't remember the specifics. But there, Yeah, I know he had a really weird obsession with her to the point where, and remember this is long before the days of caller ID, yeah. He got the number to her dorm room at college and would call and just breathe on the line. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that kind of weird. Yeah, and you couldn't block numbers back in those days. No. Yeah, so the phone would ring. You just have to answer it, and I guess you'd hear the crazy breathing and just hang up. But, I mean, you, this guy was so obsessive, a wacko. Probably, you're right. Probably did it all the time. But, yeah, that's a good question on the ceasefire tax line. Ben from Madison, the Biden administration still not budging when it comes to exploiting our own natural resources. This inaction will only hurt the Dems in the midterms. I, I tend to agree. Bobby in Baseville says, in order to be transgender, you simply have to say you identify as the other sex. Any homeless person just needs to say that, whether it's true or not, and they will qualify for the homeless money. Talking about San Francisco just uh, um, enacting legislation, an ordinance uh, policy, if you will, to spend $6.5 million to help specifically to help the homeless who are transgender. I don't know. It just seems crazy. It seems like a conflict to me in the messaging that they get that they give to us there. Shaq Bully Biloxi says conservative ideology equal two forty five a gallon of gas. Liberal ideology equal four twenty five. It's that simple. I'm afraid you're tr- you're right about that. I'm afraid that's true, Shaq Bully. It sure does seem like. And Malcolm from Tishomingo says Biden has no clue. 
Curtis and Biloxi says, still trying to find me some of that tenure. Uh, <laughs> I hear you, Curtis. I'm trying to find me a lifeguard job that pays a $500,000 a year is what I'm looking for. Um, everything that's wrong with the economy can be fixed with energy independence, says Johnny in West Point. I think there there is a lot of truth to that because, obviously, energy and, and its cost as an input is embedded into everything that we need to to live. I totally agree. Brian and Meridian says, keep him locked up. We don't need him making Kamala president. Come on now, Brian, on that one. Uh, Rhino, you see we've got uh, someone who told us their name. We just have their number, so we can update that. That would be Jeff on the ceasefire text line. If this hurricane crosses to the Atlantic, we change the name from Agatha to Alex. First transgendered hurricane. That's pretty good on the ceasefire text line from the 662. We'll step aside for a break right here on middays. We are in the Element Wealth Studios at the Center for Applied Engineering in the Oxford High School. Senator Nicole Aikens Boy and Representative Clay DeWeese coming up next. Go ahead and have your way. This hour of Middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back. You've shared half your life together. Built your family and careers together. She doesn't just complete your sentences, she completes you. Isn't it time to tell her you'd marry her all over again? I'm John Ravenstein. And I'm Rachel Ravenstein from Juniker Jewelry Company, suggesting that maybe it's time for that second diamond, the diamond you've always wanted to give her and now can afford. Here at Juniker Jewelry Company, as direct diamond importers, you'll find more certified large diamonds than any other store. Stunning two, three, four-carat diamonds and larger in stock every day at the guaranteed best price in Mississippi. And the diamond professionals to help you create not just her ultimate diamond engagement ring, but a true family heirloom. So when you want to say, I love you, on her birthday, your anniversary, or just because it's time for that second diamond, come to Juniker's. Because she's a keeper. Juniker Jewelry, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and junikerjewelry.com. This is Michael Cassidy. I've spent my career as a fighter pilot in the Navy, and now I'm running for Congress in the Republican primary here in Mississippi's 3rd District. Our district represents the best of America. We're pro-life, pro-American, and pro-Trump. But Congressman Guest has not upheld these principles. Congressman Guest voted to give $1.1 billion of your taxpayer dollars to Planned Parenthood, the nation's largest abortion provider. He's voted to bring in an unlimited number of foreign workers that take our jobs and suppress our wages. And he was one of the few Republicans to join Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats in voting for the January 6th commission. Unlike guests, I oppose sending even one penny of your money to Planned Parenthood. I support securing our border, limiting foreign worker visas, a moratorium on legal immigration, and banning foreign ownership of U.S. land. I'll fight to fix our country's broken election system and get President Trump back in the White House in 2024. I'm Michael Cassidy, a pro-Trump, America first Republican running for Congress, and I approve this message. Paid for by Michael Cassidy for Congress. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. 
Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. To good things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. We're rolling. Hit it. Go. Play it. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Back to midday, Super Talk Mississippi. The Element Well Studios have been moved up here to Oxford. We're at the brand spanking new Center for Applied Engineering on the Oxford High School campus. Beautiful day up here. Enjoyed the drive up as usual. Mississippi's such a beautiful state, especially this time of year. Everything is green. I really like to see that. And joining us now on the set, Senator Nicole Akins Boyd and also Representative Clay DeWeese. Senator, Representative, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having us. Thanks for being here. This is a big day for Oxford, your district, Lafayette County, and uh, this facility is incredible. What do you think, Senator? Super excited. Um, They have worked long and hard for a number of years, really tuning in, looking to see what the industry needed in this area, looking to see what role they could play in that, and then being able to offer these incredible educational opportunities to students. That's what impressed me, Representative DeWeese, the most is when when I talked to uh, Superintendent Robertson and I asked him that question, uh, did they consult with the private sector? Go talk to employers. What do you need out there exactly? Which is what education should be doing and he said absolutely they had, they had a lot of input into the process and, and were influential in the creation of the curriculum and the facility itself so good work here in Oxford that's right that's right Gerard I was uh, speaking with the the, design, the builder of the building earlier here at the reception and uh, he was he was telling me all about their labor market and what they're looking to hire and they can use this facility and the guys that can come out of this program can go directly to work for them and their superintendents for the highest paid positions in their company and just knowing that we're creating that here and that uh, Superintendent Robertson was out and previously Superintendent Harvey was out meeting with local business owners seeing what they needed. It's, yeah. it's great for our community. Senator, uh, have you have you talked to some of your constituents? Does this facility come up in your discussions with them? they got to be excited about this being right here in their backyard. They are absolutely thrilled about this being in the backyard. Um, also, too, um, we have this facility and then we have our culinary arts program yeah. that just across the way here and there's such a need in our community for all of these um, vocational um, expertise and so they are ready to put these young people to work immediately and so I can't really brag on 
the school district and the administration and the board enough for really strategically looking what the needs of the community are and um, very responsibly laying out a plan that needed to be for this community. Oh, yeah, totally agree. And uh, Representative DeWeese, I'm, I'm sure you've seen the reports from Auditor Shad White uh, about the so-called brain drain in the state of Mississippi. But part of the goal of, of this facility, this curriculum, is to produce graduates with marketable skills right here in the community, stay in the state, make their home here, start their families, and uh, become uh, producers for the state of Mississippi. That's right. Be career ready. And then we also have the, the, the um, facility out on, on this campus, the Haley Barber Center for Manufacturing Excellence. Yeah. It's also this, these people can go straight into that and then all, all across the state of Mississippi and try to retain those people here in the state. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Senator, you, you made a comment a second ago. The district is blessed with really high-quality leadership. Absolutely. Um, Representative Joyce and I go out, and we almost have a tap dance now going out, but one of the things that we remind people is some of the most important people that are in your community serving are your local school board members. Um, because we know that economics and education go hand in hand. Yeah. And places where you see strong school districts are places where you're going to see a strong and vibrant economy. No Those are the places that you want to move to. Um, our community um, has been very blessed over the last few years. We actually grew the highest percentage-wise of any community in the state of Mississippi. And that's in response to having very two long two strong local schools here and great leadership at those schools. So we're very we're honored to kind of represent them and serve in that capacity. It's amazing how that, that connection always seems to produce the best outcomes and that integration. Uh, Representative DeWeese, w- what about uh, the, the parents and the business owners? Uh, there's got to be a lot of excitement uh, amongst them as well about this facility. Absolutely. Absolutely. These, these small business owners here in town, uh, especially these, these construction jobs, Jobs with with growth come these opportunities for people. I'm in the real estate business in town, and uh, you know, just just seeing more and more growth here, it, it trickles down to everybody. And yeah, we're, we're just blessed well, we see it. lots of job openings, and and uh, I know folks out there that that uh, need uh, various skills to complete projects and jobs around their their businesses, their facilities, their homes, etc. It just seems like you got to get on the list and wait. And, and, and part of the goal of this facility and this curriculum is to increase the uh, supply of labor so that we can shorten those cycles. Absolutely. And one of the things, too, that when they were looking at this and um, had multiple conversations about it, they really looked at our workforce participation rate in the yeah. state, okay. which we know is not good. Not good, right. Um, and so what they wanted to make sure that they were doing is that they were training young people to make sure that they were part of the solution to our low job participation rate in the state and making sure that they were equipping them with skills that they can go out and get jobs immediately and um, prepare them to really get into that workforce because we've got to make a cultural shift in our state and that low workforce participation rate. Yeah, I know that's something that Lieutenant Governor Hoseman really pounces on all the time. He pays attention, uh, very close attention to that figure, and, and well he should because uh, as, as that number stays low, well so does overall economic activity and uh, and that uh, sort of feeds into so many other aspects of our standard of living, our quality of life here in the state. we got to get that labor force participation rate up, as you said. 
It looks like this is a dang good start at that. Uh, this facility, Representative DeWeese, and this curriculum, this program in general, this may be the model for perhaps all high schools across our state. I'm sure. Uh, Ryan Miller, the director of Accelerate Mississippi, has been here. I know he's coming on with you later yeah. on, and I think he'll really speak to that note. But uh, j- just the, the community, the center here, as well as Northwest Community College is here, the university, this is this is something that, that we would love to replicate across state yeah what do you think uh pivot a minute uh while we got you here senator boy what do you think about this very active as i like to describe it a legislative session we had we got lots of big legislation uh through and you guys got out of there on time too we did so um as uh, i mentioned we've been going around and you know it was a process um too um it was a little bit like sausage being made as people <laughs> typically say but it's I supposed to be it, it is and i think that um those issues that we fought out vigorously, we were fighting ideas. And that's always the debate that we need to have in the legislature is fighting about what's the best ideal to go forth. And so we were very pleased. Um, We got a teacher pay raise that we were very excited about. Um, We got a tax cut for the um, individuals. And then we um, really, I believe, have set the standard for using our ARPA funds wisely that we hope will make that generational change in the state. Anything you feel like you, you didn't get done, you left on the table this year, Representative DeWeese, that uh, you're going to focus on next year? Well, I think our position on the tax cut was to, to fully eliminate the uh, the personal income tax in the state of Mississippi without the need for further legislation. Mm-hmm. I think we, we had a good start there. Uh, we all have the common goal to obtain. And, yes, we may go back and forth, but it's still inside of that common goal. And, you know, I'd like to see us continue working on that and create, create the opportunities in Mississippi for people to take advantage job in the workforce and that's that's what we need to do is create these opportunities what are you hearing from your constituents uh, senator boyd it's hard to believe we got the the federal midterms coming up this november and then we roll right into state uh, elections you guys uh running for re-election i assume as well in your respective districts absolutely well what are you hearing from your constituents what do they want you to focus on so i've actually we've been meeting with different groups in our communities i've met with a number of teachers and said okay we've got a teacher pay raise um you know passed what are the next things that we need to look at to make yeah. sure that we sure up that workforce? Um, also been looking at issues that are needed um, in education and um, the educate we our chairman, we're submitting our deals right now as to what we're going to be doing hearings on in the fall. And so we're working towards that. Gotcha. Um, we're already all working on legislation for next year. So, gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> Well, I'm sure it'll be another busy obsession as well. And uh, you got any uh, quick thought, uh, Representative DeWeese, about the midterms? You think the Republicans are going to turn the House over? Well, well first off, my, my oh, answer is sure. yes, I will be running okay. for re-election. Make sure make, be clear on that. You would be remiss as a political. <laughs> leader if you didn't get that in there. Uh, yeah, the midterms, we, we certainly are anxious to see what happens in the House and, and hope the Republicans can, can turn the House over. Yeah. Senate, what do you think about that? Yeah. It'll be close. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so much, I think, of what we're hearing from folks out there in the public is there this inflation, the price of gas, the cost of living, economic issues in general on, on the top of everybody's minds, and I'm sure that'll play a big uh, factor in the midterms. Uh, and then we roll right into the statewide elections. We look forward to all that. It gives us plenty to talk about. We, we appreciate it, uh, Senator Nicole Lakins boyd and Representative Clay DeWeese for joining us here on Middays. Congratulations on this as well. Thank you all very much. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Gerard. Thank you.
We'll take a break and be right back at 11.50. We've got Don Jones, the dean of Northwest Mississippi Community College. Stay with us. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny conditions, high near 93. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 70. For Thursday, a slight chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 91. Thursday evening, a slight chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 69. And for your finally Friday, mostly sunny conditions, a slight chance of afternoon showers, high near 89. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon. This is Michael Cassidy, Republican candidate for Congress here in Mississippi's 3rd District. While inflation and illegal immigration are hurting Mississippi families, Congressman Guest has different priorities. He joined Biden and Pelosi and voted to send $53 billion of your tax dollars to Ukraine. Ukraine is not in our national interest, but fighting inflation and illegal immigration are. And when elected, they will be my priorities. I'm Michael Cassidy, America First Republican for Congress, and I approve this message. Paid for by Michael Cassidy for Congress. Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts, Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you can tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops, or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size and installed, picture frame glass, tables, desktops, Insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass. They'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at VenableGlass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services, 601-605-4443. One Mississippi, two Mississippi. (laughs) There are actually a lot of Mississippis. We're the birthplace of the blues and the king of rock and roll. We're not just the Delta. We're beaches and boardwalks, bright lights and brighter smiles. There's a Mississippi for everyone. Shouldn't a local bank offer just as much? The Citizens Bank gives you more accessibility to lenders, more products and more fit. Whatever your Mississippi, it takes one Mississippi to choose your local bank. The Citizens Bank. In your corner, member FDIC. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Voters from both sides will head to the polls Tuesday to choose their congressional nominees heading into the general election in November. Secretary of State Michael Watson went over some important deadlines. Number one, obviously, if you're going to absentee vote, the deadline in person is this Saturday at noon, so make sure you don't forget that. If you're voting absentee by mail, the deadline would be election day. You have to have it postmarked on election day and has to be received within five days. As we've done in the past and will continue to do in the future, we'll have people all around the state from our office observing 
uh, the different polling locations around Mississippi. So if you see anything, please let us know. I'll be out there myself. So you may see me in one of your precincts. Voters are required to show photo ID at the polls. If you don't have that, you will be entitled to cast an affidavit ballot. And remember that you're prohibited from taking pictures of your marked ballot. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. This is Jake Mangum for Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. One of the most underrated attributes in baseball is determination. It's one thing to want to do something and another altogether to get it done. That's why I love the team at Farm Bureau. They get the job done every single time. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfdins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Here's your invitation to join us every Friday at 520 for Food Fridays presented by Polks. In the South, warm weather means more time with family and friends. Whether you're headed to the ballpark, the beach, or just the backyard, be sure you're packing Polks meat products. Grab a package of original garlic and green onion, or my favorite, the Cajun smoked sausage. When Polks is on the menu, you're always a winner. Wherever you are, whoever you're with this spring and summer, remember, picky people pick Polks. Hit a grand slam this afternoon. Listen to Sports Talk Mississippi, the hottest sports show in the state. The action kicks off this afternoon at 3 on Super Talk Mississippi. The Super Talk app and at supertalk.fm. You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi, where the news comes first. With live updates from Super Talk Mississippi News and Fox News every hour. Available on the Super Talk app and at supertalk.fm. Hey, is everybody ready? I'm ready. Ready here. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi, the Element Well Studios on the campus of the Oxford High School at the brand-new Center for Applied Engineering on the Oxford High School campus. It's a celebration of career technical education in the Oxford School District. We're behind the high school over here on Charger Loop, just east of Highway 7 at the Sisk Avenue exit. So if you're in the area, come on by and see us. We're all set up. Tomorrow, we're going to be down at the Civil Rights Museum hosting a remote for Empower Mississippi. Empower Mississippi will be holding its Unleash Mississippi event. I believe this is the second annual event. We'll be talking with state and national leaders about tackling the Magnolia State's biggest challenges. Speakers at the event include Governor Tate Reeves, Speaker Philip Gunn, and many others to focus on these challenges. That event's going to be held tomorrow, June the 2nd, at the two museums, the Civil Rights Museum, and it'll get started at 1 o'clock right after the show. Tickets are free, but going fast. Register to attend today at Empower ms.org just got the schedule on that rhino looks like we've got governor reeves on tomorrow for two segments looking forward to having a uh, discussion with the governor and uh, this promises to be a really good event that empowers putting on down there at the civil rights museum uh, looking forward to that so on the road a lot lately here in the last week and appreciate uh, everyone 
taking care of business like they always do. Rhino back in the studios. Alex up here today along with Scary Gary. But that's where we are. So the beginning of so-called quantitative tightening, you probably heard the, the term quantitative easing, which really just means print money. It means the Fed goes out and, and purchases bonds from banks and uh, securities, and it sticks it, it sticks those securities on their balance sheet, and that introduces money. It increases the money supply. And uh, so all that money floating around at, at a very cheap rate has really boosted markets the last two or three years, quantitative easing. Well, during an inflationary period, one of the tools the Fed uh, has at its disposal um, in the same way is to start to, to decompress its balance sheet. And so it starts to let those bonds uh, expire and mature without repurchasing them or going to the financial community to buy more bonds, thus introducing more liquidity in, uh, into the money supply. And so that's called quantitative tightening. And that all gets underway tomorrow. The Fed has a $9 trillion balance sheet. Wow, $9 trillion. So this is a big step for the central bank that really engaged in unprecedented bond purchases, quantitative easing, between March 2020 and March 2022. And that was, to a great extent, in response to the pandemic when the government shut down much of the economy. So this pullback now that they're about to undertake comes at a time when the Treasury market's already dealing with lots of volatility and low liquidity. So we'll we'll see where all that goes. It's going to be gradual is what Fed Chairman Powell said, but that unwinding of the balance sheet is scheduled to begin uh, tomorrow. It'll be interesting to see if that truly does have any impact uh, on inflation because that's the intent of that. So the combination of that and increasing interest rates tightens uh, money, makes it more difficult to buy stuff. And if it makes it more difficult to buy stuff and the supply stays the same, the theory is that uh, prices will, will moderate and come down. And those are the tools the Fed has at its disposal. And what we learned yesterday is Joe Biden said, okay, Fed, you're in charge. Go, go knock out this inflation thing. It's hurting my poll numbers, man. Uh, paraphrasing a bit, of course. Elon Musk, it, it's gotten to be rather entertaining to, to follow the uh, founder of Tesla, the EV automaker and SpaceX, etc. He tells Tesla staff who are working remotely, it's no longer an option. Get your butt back to the office. This is fantastic. I totally agree with Elon. I am not a fan of remote work. And he says they should pretend to work somewhere else. He he um, he made a, a statement yesterday. He tweeted yesterday, Tesla, this is less than we ask of factory workers. If they are particularly exceptional contributors for whom this is impossible, I will review and approve those exceptions directly. I'm quoting from his tweet, Elon Musk's tweet. Moreover, the office, in quotes, must be a main Tesla office, not a remote branch office unrelated to the job duties. For example, being responsible for Fremont factory human relations, but having your office be in another state. 
makes perfect sense. You need to be at the Fremont office uh, where the factory is. Thanks, Elon. That's the way he signed it. Uh, I, I honestly respect and uh, fully support this move by Elon Musk. He says that um, that despite the factory shutdowns in China and ongoing supply chain problems, that they're still working to get their factories in Shanghai at full speed among the COVID outbreaks. There are some leaking reports this morning that they're taking down the barricades in Shanghai, and maybe China is getting a little, perhaps a little lax on its zero COVID policy, which frankly I think is is impossible. Um, but nonetheless, that, that, that is being received as a bit of good news, perhaps, uh, by the markets, a little bit, uh, that the supply chain issues may start to shake out. But a lot of respect for Elon Musk, in my view, to, to uh, make this, uh, this policy change and basically tell his team, you get your tail to the office. What is the deal with uh, We come in like Monday Wednesday, Thursday or something, the three days you've seen lots of different, these hybrid work situations. I just think that would be so hard to get work. Well, where are they? Oh, they're home today. Oh, shoot, I forgot. Now you got to go call them on the phone or Zoom in with them. It, you, lots of problems to solve. There's no substitute for face-to-face interaction and discussion and being able to just walk down the dang hall and find the person you're looking for and walk in their office and have a discussion. There's just no substitute for that. So, anyhow, I, I'm pleased to see that Elon Musk is, is taking a stand uh, on that. Um, let's see here. Would like to hear your comments on Nancy Pelosi, supposedly as one of her leaders of our country, has no problem making comments about the Republicans and what they're doing wrong, but yet when it comes to anything involving her, she doesn't want to comment. Her husband got drunk. Got behind the wheel, had a wreck, and rear-ended somebody. So instead of apologizing to the American people for his actions, her attitude is, let's just keep it hush-hush. Let's just sweep it under the rug. Thanks, Jeff, on the ceasefire text line. Yeah, I, I, I find that to be somewhat despicable as well, and I think it's just another situation where... She's just unfit to be Speaker of the House, honestly. Uh, she's, she's in that position simply because I think she's been there so dang long, and she kind of rules it with an iron fist. There's no secret about that. She's a very savvy, uh, very wily politician, but that's what she is more than anything is a politician. And uh, in this case, I think she sees any discussion of her husband's um, indiscretions there uh, from a drinking and driving perspective as uh, fodder that she just doesn't want to respond to, doesn't want to deal with, and and she won't as a result. Uh, But it does seem like that there's a double standard, and i tell you why she can get away with that, because the media lets her get away with it. The vast majority of the media, obviously, no secret, is uh, is friendly to the Democrat Party and Democrat leadership, and they're not going to come out and say anything. Speaking of this inflation deal, Rhino, um, I, I think I sent you some sound from Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, if we can key that up. So the thing to keep in mind here is, is another situation where you're the Treasury Secretary. You kind of got one job, right? You're in, This is from the one job department. But it wasn't just the president who got it wrong a year or so ago. I want to play for you what you said about inflation last year. Listen to this. Is there a risk of inflation? Um, I, I think there's a small risk, and I think it's manageable. I don't anticipate 
that inflation is going to be a problem. But it is something that we're watching very carefully. How could she get Did that, that so contribute wrong? to the problems we're all seeing right now? Well, um, look, I, I think I was wrong then about um, the path that inflation um, would take. As I mentioned, there have been unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted uh, energy and food prices and um, supply bottlenecks that have affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time didn't fully understand. Unbelievable. You got one job. So I got to tell you, if I were sitting in the White House, I get it. You made a mistake. It's inexcusable in my view. Uh, Somebody ought to check her economics degree. She's gone as far as I'm concerned. Next, bring somebody in that's more competent. That's just sheer incompetence. It, It wasn't hard to figure out. The rest of the economic world understood it. We'll take a break here on Middays. When we come back, we've got Don Jones, the dean of Northwest Mississippi Community College, the Oxford Center, right here in Oxford. Stay with us, Middays. We'll return. Now that's country. Guys, have Viagra and Cialis let you down? It can get you to the point where you think your best days are behind you. Well, think again. If you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction, regardless of your age or medical history, Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland can help. Their treatment options work without pain, needles, surgery, or medications, and no downtime using the latest proven technology. Call 601-944-5585 or visit InnovativeHealthClinic.net for an appointment today. I'm Michael Guest. To get America back on the right track, we must return to conservative policies and principles. That means protecting our constitutional rights, liberties, and freedom. Getting government out of the way so our economy can grow. To stop inflation and bring down prices. I'm honored to serve as your congressman, and I'm asking for your vote on June the 7th. With your support, we will put America first, now and for our children's future. I'm Michael Guest, and I approve this message. Paid for by friends of Michael Guest. This is Joe Rooks for do-it-yourselfers or seasoned pros. Revelace is the place to go. This is Daniel Norman. Looking for a quality, heavy-duty trailer manufactured right here in Mississippi? We've got what you need at Revel Ace Hardware. Revel has a large selection of utility trailers in a variety of styles and sizes, including single and double axle, dovetail trailers, and more. Bundle your new trailer with a Gravely or Skag mower and save big. There's a Revel Ace Hardware near you. Come see us. Learn more at revelhardware.com. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. Diesel fuel prices are considerably higher for farmers this spring as they plant corn and soybean crops and get ready to harvest forage crops across the corn belt. As a result, these higher fuel prices are causing large increases in farmers' fuel budgets, and experts believe these higher prices are here for a while and might be until the fall before they start to decline. Higher diesel fuel prices can affect 
farmer's bottom line. A cash grain farm using no-till and conventional fertilizer uses about three gallons per acre to grow and harvest a crop of soybeans and corn. A price of $3 a gallon and the fuel uses of three gallons per acre would cost a farmer $9 an acre in diesel cost. Double that in the fuel price to $6 a gallon and the fuel cost increases to $18 an acre or a $9 per acre increase. I'm Dixon Williams and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. What is Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation's Child Saver Program? Well, sadly, car accidents are the leading cause of death for children under five. Mississippi law requires children under the age of four to be protected by child passenger restraint devices and children under the age of seven in a booster seat. With the Child Saver Program, Farm Bureau provides members the chance to order car and booster seats at a discount. Because when Mississippi thrives, we all thrive. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. In a world that's a little simpler comes the tale of Veltima fungicide. Swift, simple, and secure. It's a corn-growing story without all the drama. Unless you add totally epic music, really random sound effects, and a cool announcer guy. Get ready for the blockbuster yields of the summer with Veltima fungicide from BASF. Coming soon to a field near you. Always read and follow label directions. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. It's so awesome! Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Come on, let's get on with the show! On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We are in Oxford, Mississippi, on the Oxford High School campus at the brand-new Center for Applied Engineering. Had a big ribbon cutting here this morning. It's been a big day, great day up here. And joining us now, Don Jones, the dean of Northwest Mississippi Community College, the Oxford Center. Dean, thanks for coming on, sir. Delighted to be here. Thank you. So this is a big day. This is an incredible facility. Uh, Dr. Hurdle gave me a personal tour. Uh, before we came on the air. Uh, this really, I think, uh, looks like what the future of secondary education might uh, might be, might come to. I believe you're right. You know, Dr. Hurdle, uh, Dr. Gray here, who works very closely with us, both of them have vision looking forward. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we know in Mississippi, we, we actually know it throughout education, is not everyone needs to come in and take Shakespeare and college algebra. Those are wonderful classes to prepare you for some careers, for some academic tracks, for some careers in life. Mm -hmm. But there's a whole lot more out there than just that. Dr. Ken Robinson years ago was talking about multiple intelligences. Mm -hmm. And what about the student that really doesn't enjoy reading, but oh my gosh, you put a tool in their hand and they can fix anything. And just for the record, that's not me. (laughs) Um, I can break anything. I can't fix anything. But there is so much to offer with uh, students in something they enjoy, something they are passionate about. And, yes, looking at this facility, one of the things I was pondering as I was walking around earlier, you know, at at a campus like mine, I can teach college algebra, 
I can teach history, I can teach English, I can teach philosophy all in the same classroom, different hours of the day. You can't do that with construction trades and engineering and 3D printers and all the wonderful things they have here. You have to have a dedicated spot that was built for that and designed for that. And so, yes, you're right. I believe this is the future. I believe this is going to help not just the individual student uh, transform their life, but also it's going to enrich this entire community and help us to push Mississippi forward to where we need to be as leaders in economic development. Totally agree. Now, uh, what's the relationship? between the high school and the district and other high schools as well in the community college. How do you guys integrate to, to kind of create these curriculums and make sure that we're sort of responding to the needs of our community, the needs of the workforce? Sure. Uh, I feel like we're the left hand and the right hand of the educational body here. Um, in particular with Oxford High School, they've been wonderful partners. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a couple of programs with them, one in particular that is unique, the Scholastic Institute program, where uh, under the direction of Dr. Hurdle, working with uh, Dr. Gray, they came and worked with Northwest to put in a program where a handful of students, when they become high school juniors, also become community college freshmen. And at the end of two years, they get their high school diploma the same month. They also get their associate's degree from okay. Northwest. Mm-hmm. So they are ready now to uh, matriculate into a university, whether it's Ole Miss or mm-hmm. Mississippi State or Harvard or wherever sure. they decide to go. So there is a relationship like that where our students are their students, their students are our students. In other ways, there's just an open line of communication. Uh, we try to be in the schools as much as we can to start the discussions earlier and earlier with the students to set an expectation and to show the student what is it you are passionate about, and how can we help you along that ac- academic path? And so their school counselors, their teachers, uh, their facilities like this, we come into them, they bring them over to us, and we really try to make it seamless for the young people for them to help them make the best decision they can to fit with where they're going. Yeah. And, um, Gerard, one of the things uh, I've noticed over the past couple of years, I've only been in the community college system for about three years, is we are less about telling the student what they need to do. We're more about asking them what they want to do. Sure. And we're finding that that helps with retention. It helps with them committing, being engaged, doing something they love. I was around the corner earlier, and the young men and a couple of young ladies were playing with the little robots. Yeah. And, golly, where was that whenever that I was in school? I agree. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, you know, they're picking each other up and picking up Frisbees and moving them. That's engaging and a whole lot of fun for a, a group of students. Well, that's what we want to encourage because those kinds of skills can take you far in life and, again, help transform this community and all of Mississippi. Yeah, totally agree. So the the relationship and the integration that you uh, describe, Dean, between the various levels uh, of education, it doesn't feel like that's always been the case, that they've been more siloed in the past. To the great uh, detriment of many of our students in the past, high school did its thing, and then all of us colleges and universities would come in and really compete against each other it would be very confusing for the person. And unfortunately, some of us early in our careers made very bad decisions because somebody's school had a better marketing plan. It wasn't necessarily what was better for the student. Well, now what we see is they're having the discussions early, 
we're having the discussions early, and the universities are hand-in-hand hand with us. I've got to give take my hat off to Ole Miss as well and Mississippi State. They do it a makes perfect sense, and, and i got to believe we're going to produce better outcomes as a result of that as well. Don Jones, Dean of Northwest Mississippi Community College, and Oscar, thanks for coming on, Dean. Thank you guys for having us. Yeah, it's been a great day. We'll step aside right here. We'll take a break. we got Super Talk News, Fox News coming your way at 1220. Ryan Miller, the executive director of Accelerate Mississippi, and then the mayor of Oscar, Robin Tannehill. Stay with us. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. Lillian Wu, John Hinckley Jr., the man who shot President Ronald Reagan and Press Secretary James Brady, gets unconditional release. In September, a federal judge ruled that Hinckley could be released this month if he stayed mentally stable and continued to follow the conditions he had been living under. The New York Times reported last fall that the reason for the delay until now was related to two major events in Hinckley's life. His mother's death last summer and the retirement of his therapist in January of this year. Fox's Tanya J. Powers for a third day jury deliberation in the Amber Heard Johnny Depp defamation trial. Depp is suing his ex-wife for $50 million over a 2018 op-ed in the Washington Post in which she discussed being a domestic abuse survivor. And while she did not specifically name Depp, the actor insists it was clear who she was referencing. He's also denying abuse claims. Heard is countersuing. Fox's Mark Meredith. America's listening to Fox News. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. Here in Mississippi, we believe that life is precious and must be protected. But Congressman Guest voted twice to give $1.1 billion of your tax dollars to Planned Parenthood, the nation's largest abortion provider. I'm Michael Cassidy, and my promise to you is that unlike Congressman Guest, I will never vote to give even a penny in taxpayer funding to Planned Parenthood. I'm Michael Cassidy, a pro-life Republican candidate for Congress, and I approve this message. Paid for by Michael Cassidy for Congress. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Today is the first day patients can submit applications for a medical marijuana card. If you plan on working with, certifying, or using medical cannabis, you can log on to supertalk.fm and find everything you need to know about the process, as well as a pre-application checklist. Facebook is discontinuing several services that track users' real-time locations starting today. Tanya Powers has that story. Facebook users will no longer be able to use features including background location, location history, nearby friends, and weather alerts as of today. It informed users that the information they shared to use those features will no longer be collected after May, but that it will continue to collect location information for other users as allowed by its data policy. Adweek reports that users who want to see or delete their existing location history must do so before August 1st. Otherwise, it will be automatically deleted. It's the first day of the first grade and she found a new best friend. It's a laid-back Sunday afternoon. 
original gold-rimmed homemade vanilla. The country's gold standard of ice cream flavors since 1969. Its hand-cranked taste takes you back to simpler times. That's why we put the word home right on the carton. The good old days are being made right now. Storms are possible in parts of Mississippi this afternoon into this evening, according to the National Weather Service. Isolated severe storms capable of damaging wind gusts and hail to the size of quarters will be possible generally along and north of Interstate 20. A Mississippi native that's written hits for Kenny Chesney, The Judds, George Jones, and other country music giants, and had quite a few of his own hits, is returning to South Mississippi July 8th. Paul Overstreet, who spent most of his youth in Van Cleve, will play the Grand Magnolia Ballroom in Pascagoula July 8th. Tickets are on sale at grandmagmusic.com. Here in Seaspire Country, the best network anywhere is all around you. It's up on our towers, where blazing fast 5G is turning your smartphone into a superphone. It's under your feet, where we lay gigabit fiber to make the internet faster than you've ever seen. It's powering your phones, feeds, tablets, TVs, and businesses. So now the best technology anywhere is right here. Welcome to Seaspire Country. It's just like the rest of the country, only a few steps ahead. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Don't miss the college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers every day at 5. Speaking of Ford, it's Ford Truck Month. Now is the time to get a great deal on the only trucks built Ford Tough. Work or play, get after it in a new Ford F-150 or Super Duty truck. Get behind the wheel in a new Ford Maverick pickup and get after any adventure with deals on Ford Ranger. Take advantage of our best offers on the full Ford lineup of Ford trucks. These deals won't last long. Get to Ford Truck Month at your local Mississippi Ford dealer. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Get ready. Get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone, to Middays, rolling into hour three of the program. We are coming at you live from Oxford, Mississippi, on the campus of Oxford High School at the brand-new Center for Applied Engineering. The ribbon-cutting was held today, nice ceremony uh, commemorating the launch of this facility, and it is uh, really something to behold. Really glad we came up here. Very appreciative to the Oxford School District for having us up today. So we got a question on the ceasefire text line. You probably saw it. Um, earlier, it's Neil from McGee. Rhino says, "What's your thoughts on Canada introducing legislation to ban all handguns 
Yeah, that's not exactly what they're doing at this point. They're saying they're going to cap the number of handguns in the country, and uh, is, is what Justin Trudeau, the prime minister, said yesterday, that these regulations would halt the growth of personally owned handguns, and they expect to enact it this fall. It says it will be illegal to buy, sell, transport, or import handguns anywhere in Canada. So he's positioning it as uh, just capping the number because already, of course, there are a number of those in circulation, in possession in the country of Canada. It also has plans to ban 1,500 types of military-style firearms and offer a mandatory buyback program that will begin at the end of the year. It's already has the country of Canada expanded background checks. So this has been on Justin Trudeau's, uh, uh, obviously, uh, a very liberal-leaning prime minister. It's been on his uh, his radar for quite some time. It does go Uh, to show the the logical steps they're planning, or not logical, but the steps they're willing to take. Because it was two years ago that in Canada they banned assault weapons. Yeah, that's true. And tried to have a a grandfathering period, an amnesty period that came and went before the government could put out any guidance on what you were supposed to do during the period. Hmm. Interesting. But in that in that ban, they were going to allow you to grandfather your weapons in as long as you notified the authorities that you had it and that you were going to use it safely and this, that, and the other. But that never happened. So, so after they say, yeah, you can keep it, we'll just grandfather it in, now two years later, no, 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 we're getting rid of all of them. Just give them back to us. We're going to buy them back. How do you do, you know, I just wonder, how, how does that work logistically when you say it's a, man, a mandatory buyback? I mean, so I guess those that are willing to just go forego their their weapons, their firearms in exchange for money in the buyback program, okay, so that maybe gets a lot of them out of the streets. But what about those who uh, don't um, do it unilaterally, voluntarily, and, but it's mandatory? Uh, they start going door-to-door, searching houses? I mean, there's no details on this that I'm aware of, of how well, they would in, actually in Canada, it is out. a nightmare to get any type of weapon, let alone a firearm. Yeah. You have a mandatory waiting period. You have questionnaires you got to fill out. You've got to let them know each and every conjugal partner you've had for the last two years before you can get a <laughs> firearm. <laughs> but it's it, like I said, it's not just firearms. There's a uh, there's a guy on YouTube that I watch from time to time. He lives in Canada. He's a, a sword fanatic. He's one of those kind of people, and yeah. he collects them. It's not like you you really have many opportunities to go out and use a sword. He collects them. Like many people, collect antique firearms. Sure. To get a sword delivered from the United States to Canada, he has to wait two months for a sword. (laughs) You just wonder, is that accomplishing anything, or or is this just... Not a dang thing. are Are we just fulfilling... A kind of a, a a dream, an aspiration of the left, without really solving any problem. But that's not surprising because they're 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 government animals that just believe in more government and more government control. I'm quoting the Prime Minister Justin Trudeau here: "In Canada, gun ownership is a privilege, not a right." Actually, I take it back. This is Bill Blair. I I apologize. This quote is from Bill Blair, the Minister of Emergency Preparedness. 
He goes on to say, does uh, Minister Blair, this is a principle that differentiates ourselves from many other countries in the world, notably our colleagues and friends in the South, referring to, of course, this country. In Canada, Blair goes on to say, guns are only intended to be used for hunting and sport purposes. Well, okay, they're only intended to be used. Well, I think that's true in the United States as well. I mean, how is that different? That's, that's a little arrogant, is it not? I mean, rational people, logical people, and folks, that the vast majority who own firearms, they do it for hunt and sport, not to go kill people. Uh, it, unfortunately, we, we just have a, a handful, as a percentage of the total population, a handful of wacko, radical maggots in this country that want to use firearms to kill people, to do harm to others. So that just seems like a, a, um, a, a terrible shot there that the, that the minister took at this country. In Canada, I mean, why, do you, why did he have to qualify it with, in Canada, guns are only intended to be used for hunting and sport? Well, okay, well, in great intentions, that's the intention, the purpose here as well. We do have laws. It's against the law to murder other humans. So uh, it's just unbelievable that, that um, this minister could could uh, make those kind of statements about this country in, in such a demeaning way. I, I, that's the way it came across to me, the, the, t- the tone and tenor in Canada. I don't know. And Darren and Jackson says, the Second Amendment was written to protect us from a tyrannical government like the one we have now, not to hunt quail. Well, yeah, but I think it's fair to say, however, though, Darren, that most people who, who buy weapons, I don't know that they do it with the, the thought, well, I'm going to get this to protect against a tyrannical government. i got to believe that most folks that are buying weapons are doing so for sport, for hunting. I think um, one of the um, aspects of that that, that uh, te- uh, attests to that is the fact that you typically buy these weapons in, in sporting goods establishments. I mean, there's some just dedicated gun stores. I totally understand that and agree. Uh, and that, while that was the original um, purpose um, and the, in the original intent of the Second Amendment, um, I, I, st- I still don't think that's the primary reason people purchase weapons in that. Neil says, I own guns to protect my family. Yeah, I, I hear you. I get it. The Second Amendment was uh, in, put in place to modify the southern slave owning states that they nullify the state slave owning states that they be able to put down slave rebellions by force of arms fact hmm. uh, i don't know about that i don't think that's the case that's on the 228 because i'm pretty from, sure the second amendment was codified in the bill of rights long right. before they were worried about north versus south but you go off 228 you've been wrong before yeah. you'll be wrong again <laughs> this is the same person that um uh, accused us of uh, of lying yesterday about our analysis of President Biden's. This is a person um, that gets spoon fed talking inflation. points by idiots on TV and doesn't use their noggin to think for themselves. <laughs> oh man, Karen in Oxford says, "Guys, the only thing this is is control, and they can't control us if we can shoot back." Yeah, I hear you. Uh, most most people own guns for hunting and protect their family, self-defense, Sheridan and, and Brandon. I buy mine for investment and, and for insurance, William and Greenville. Yeah, I, I hear you. 
but I don't think people go out and and uh, the insinuation to me from uh, the insinuation from the minister in Canada was that people in this country buy guns to go harm other people. That was that was to me the 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 inference of his comment. I'm just simply pointing out that I I take offense and I and I find that. Um, abhorrent to make such a statement and to try to draw this distinction between, well, people in this country buy guns to go harm people, but people in Canada, they, they buy them for sport. That's just crazy. Um, let's see. Gerard, you might want to start getting your Second Amendment ready. Just because you haven't had it doesn't mean you won't. They hide behind good intentions, but their intention is to disarm us and take control. I, I hear you, Karen, I, and I, I, I worry about that all the time. Um, I, I don't know that I'm totally on board with uh, the notion that they just want to disarm us completely, though there are some out there, I agree. I don't know that that is a widespread sentiment. I think there are circles. I did see where there's a former former Supreme Court justice, to your point there, that actually did say that the only way to solve the problem with gun violence is to repeal the Second Amendment, which I completely oppose and find rather abhorrent that a former um, Supreme Court justice would make such a crazy statement. Uh, I think that's terrible. And uh, that wouldn't solve the problem anyhow. There are more guns than there are people in this country. Um, and if they go out and start thinking about confiscating guns, yeah, I agree. They're going to be met with some fierce resistance there, and that ain't going to work. We need to talk about solving the problem of people that want to go out and use guns to harm and kill other people, plain and simple and solve that problem. We'll take a break right here on Middays. Coming up next, Ryan Miller, the executive director of Accelerate Mississippi. Stay with us. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny conditions, high near 93. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 70. For Thursday, a slight chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 91. Thursday evening, a slight chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 69. And for your finally Friday, mostly sunny conditions, a slight chance of afternoon showers, high near 89. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871. This is Michael Cassidy. I've spent my career as a fighter pilot in the Navy, and now I'm running for Congress in the Republican primary here in Mississippi's 3rd District. Our district represents the best of America. We're pro-life, pro-American, and pro-Trump. But Congressman Guest has not upheld these principles. Congressman Guest voted to give $1.1 billion of your taxpayer dollars to Planned Parenthood, the nation's largest abortion provider. He's voted to bring in an unlimited number of foreign workers that take our jobs and suppress our wages. And he was one of the few Republicans to join Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats in voting for the January 6th Commission. Unlike guests, I oppose sending even one penny of your money to Planned Parenthood. I support securing our border, limiting foreign worker visas, a moratorium on legal immigration, and banning foreign ownership of U.S. land. I'll fight to fix our country's broken election system and get President Trump back in the White House in 2024. I'm Michael Cassidy, a pro-Trump, America First Republican running for Congress, and I approve this message. Paid for by Michael Cassidy for Congress. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. 
Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and 0% interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, 0% interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. This is Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We are proud to offer the most up-to-date technology to ensure you are receiving the best possible dental care. Book your appointment online today at CapitalDentalInc.com. That's CapitalDentalInc.com. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Now back to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone to midday super talk mississippi from the element well studios on the campus of the oxford high school at the brand new center for applied engineering a little boston bumping us into this segment and joining us now on the set is ryan miller the executive director of accelerate mississippi ryan always good to see you sir thanks for coming on good to be back Gerard. thanks for having me this is uh, really a big day here uh, for the Oxford High School and the school district. This brand spanking new Center for Applied Engineering is, is really something. It's, it's impressive, isn't it? It's beautiful. It's actually overwhelming to some degree when you think about the different pathways that students have access to in this facility. It's really a, a, an amazing uh, testament to the community wanting to see students have more opportunities in their career paths. Yeah. It, it seems like, uh, Ryan, and I know you're obviously heavily involved in, in um, tr- trying to get a workforce that meets the needs of our employers. I mean, that's really what Accelerate Mississippi does. But, you know, historically it's always been you, you go to elementary school, you go to high school, and the whole time you're, you're thinking and you're, you're geared towards getting that necessary uh, education to get you ready to go to college and you just pursue a, a traditional linear uh, degree, maybe some graduate school as, as part of that, and maybe even go further on um, and, and receive a terminal degree. But times have changed somewhat. They have, they have. Um, and not, not only from uh, I guess just the, the educational realm in general, but what employers are looking for. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think you use the word linear. It's a great way to describe, the. I think, the path that people used to follow was there was no on-ramp or off-ramp. It's you got on the highway right. for education, you didn't stop until you got that last degree, and then right. you went out into the workforce. Well, that's not the way people digest education anymore. Right. It's not the way they take it in or consume it, and it's certainly not the way industry or opportunities out in our industry here in the state of Mississippi, uh, they don't have the expectation that, that students 
have to do that to have meaningful careers within their companies. Yeah, and on top of that, often you end up with a lot of debt. Uh, we know that. So $1.6 trillion, to be exact, is how much debt is held, student debt is held uh, by Americans. And it is, and, and many are saddled with this debt that cannot find the work mm. just to cover the debt service. Sure, sure. I mean, And you're speaking to somebody who came out of law school with significant debt with no discernible job opportunity at my, at my fingertips in 2008. I, I, I'll say that this is this program and this facility, which is tremendous, is an example of, of a school district and a community that recognize students need to see that there are more plan A's out there. There's no plan B. Yeah. And what I love about this and what I try to share is any school that can bring their their their, uh, their CTE and their, their engineering, uh, applied engineering discipline and put it in the heart of their main campus where students that are bound for four-year colleges are, are, are working with, learning from, uh, they're, they're, they're seeing their peer group and they see CTE programs as peers and not as us versus them, which traditionally when I was growing up, I don't know about you, but our CTE programs were halfway across the town and we never saw those students. Yeah, that's right. You're in the heart of the campus here and those students get to rub elbows together and learn from one another. So this is a great opportunity to to show students there are multiple plan A's out there and this happens to be one of them. Yeah, and the other neat thing about uh, this uh, particular curriculum at the Center for Applied Engineering is we get instructors out of the field that are doing this exact work for a living <laughs> yeah. imagine that i know that's a that's a shocker right that, that <laughs> the best instructors that you might have are the people in the, from the industry who can teach those things yeah. i took a tour earlier watching students in multiple disciplines here during even the summer months who are learning from people who are taking time away from their careers or they've just retired and still have gas in the tank that they want to pour into helping young people see the opportunities to either go into uh, some the engineering disciplines or i mean i walked around the corner i saw an amatrol pneumatic trainer and i thought i'm I'm lost. They would never let me into a program like this. But yeah. students getting real-world application from people who've been there and done that is, I think, the best way to learn. It really is incredible. Um, do you see this? We, we discussed this with all our guests today. Do you see this as being a, a model for the future of secondary education? I, I think it has to. You know, I mentioned earlier this highway, this concept of linear fashion. We have now more on-ramps and off-ramps for people to choose when they want to, to engage in the educational uh, realm when they want to get on, uh, get out into the industry, and they can they can do that multiple times throughout their career. In fact, what you're seeing are more people going out into industry uh, than than uh, jumping back into educational cycle than getting back out into industry. And so, I think what you're going to find is that more high schools, more community colleges, and more four year institutions are trying to find ways in which they can engage one another so that those on ramps and off ramps are galvanized and really offer the opportunities uh, that we know our employees and, and kind of the, the future generation workers of the state of Mississippi are going to need to be competitive. And something that, that really resonated with me that uh, Don Jones, a dean of Northwest Mississippi Community College in Oxford, uh, stated in the last segment was that uh, the students get exposed to what they like and what they don't like, and so they can eliminate from consideration as a future career path what they don't like. Oh, absolutely. The, I think the earlier you can expose students to different career paths so they can have that aha moment. I mean, how many times that change from major here at Ole Miss when yeah. I discovered, oh, you know what, I probably don't need to pursue this. I'm not <laughs> right. going to be a medical doctor. Right. Uh, you don't want me to be a medical right. doctor. So right. I, I do think the earlier we can inject that into the student's academic experience, uh, the, the more, uh, uh, the, bit, the greater the benefit is going to be for them in the long run. Yeah, it just makes, it just makes so much sense. And so I, I think uh, what makes this um, such an accomplishment is the acknowledgement, mm-hmm. I think, from the education world that, you know, the traditional route uh, needs to 
to be adjusted, mm-hmm. needs to be upgraded, needs to be improved. Mm-hmm. And and this really, I think, is a is a stark example of making that improvement to get more aligned with the what the needs of of the employers and the needs of uh, society are. That's I, what this is all about. I agree, and I think you know, in our office at Accelerate, where we're always trying to find ways to improve what we do, even when we know we're doing something well, it doesn't mean that we're done pushing ourselves to try to achieve more. So I think even when you're looking through the lens of continuous improvement and this kind of academic concept, um, you've got to find ways to make it more uh, tangible to students, more experiential for students at a much earlier age. And I think this uh, Oxford School District has a great example of a success story right here in this facility. Yeah, and i, I got to believe that the students who come through here and uh, who, who undertake some of these courses in the coursework, you got to believe their attitude about school in general really does improve significantly. This is something they look forward to. I mean, anytime you walk out of a program with tangible skill sets that you you know how to do something. Yeah. I mean, I was never handy growing up, but when my dad taught me to do something technical and I had that skill set, you, you carry a, a great amount of pride and accomplishment with you. So if we can inject that into their students' learning process in the classroom where they can walk out with tangible, real yeah. skill sets for durable skills yeah. that will that will serve them in their, in their career, their pride's going to increase uh, their overall academic performance I get I, maybe anecdotal though it may may be is going to also improve in the long run so I think yeah. it's a win-win for everybody and I would just encourage any school district out there every community in the state of Mississippi think about how we can make better pathways galvanized for students like this between K through 12 community college and even our research institutions so that students have that experience earlier on and I know you hear this as well uh, Ryan from uh, the employer community but they need folks to come in and hit the ground running. It's expensive for them to go, okay, you've been educated, you got this degree, that's great. Now i got to teach you what to do. I had an uh, automotive manufacturing icon that will remain nameless uh, tell me, uh, actually a couple of years ago, I said, how long does it take for a new employee uh, to, to have a positive return on investment? They said 13 months. And so you think about the market today, they've got to have somebody, to your point, that hits the ground running, and that return on investment has to come much sooner, sooner uh, than 13 months. And so any, any type of experience they get in high school, community college, or even if they go to a school like Ole Miss, they've got to have more tangible learning opportunities so that ROI is much improved for the company. And I guarantee you more opportunities are going to be presented to that student because they have that experience. And what that enables them to do is cut down on on absorbing of those costs to to really get someone integrated uh, into their work role Mm -hmm. and environment. And that means they can go hire more people. They can produce more. Go figure. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty simple economic formula. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's so, uh, I think, gratifying to see the educational community get more connected and through organizations such as uh, Accelerate Mississippi mm-hmm. to get more connected to the private sector employer community. Mm-hmm. So for so long, they've just been on islands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and Gerard, to your point, too, I mean, think we, we've got industry now that recognize they can't just sit back and wait anymore, yeah. right? They can't just put up a sign and expect people to show up. And so you've got a lot of industry partners in the state of Mississippi that have rolled up their sleeves and said, we're going into the classroom. Yeah. And that's a that's a that's a game changer. So you can have programs like this in the schools where educators recognize they've got to change, but you also have to have industry who's willing to be a part of that educational process. And I think we're starting to see that at yeah. a much, much greater rate here in the state of Mississippi. Well, I think in, historically they they've just kind of dismissed it as well. There's really no value of me getting involved in it. But I think they see tangible value uh, coming out now. of it now. And yes. and th- this is a uh, um, uh, a very great example of that 
this facility and what it's doing. It's a tangible example. It is indeed. It's exciting to be here to see it. Ryan, always good to see you, and thanks for coming on. Ryan Miller, Executive Director, Accelerate Mississippi. Take care. Thanks. Thank you. We'll come right back here on Middays. We're in the Element Well Studios. We're on the campus of Oxford High School at the new Center for Applied Engineering. When we return, we've got the mayor of Oxford, Robin Tannehill. Stay with us. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. This hour of Middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back. I'm Michael Carson, run for congressman of District 2. I want to see this district reach its full potential. To accomplish this, there will have to be a change. To make this happen, I will keep an honest, an open ear, and an open mind to guide by what the people want. If you want to make a change, it is time to take action. On June 7th, vote Michael Carson, Congressman of District 2. Together, we can make a difference. God bless. This message paid for and approved by Michael Carson for Congress. You already know that Madison Cellars is Madison's favorite place to buy wine and spirits since 1988. On Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center, Madison Cellars has a hometown feel with a big city selection. Do you have a question about which wine to serve with a certain dish? Call 601-856-0931 and let their knowledgeable staff help you find the perfect match. Find out more at madisoncellars.net or stop by today. Madison Cellars on Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. Hi, I'm David Frederick, owner of Frederick Sales and Service in Brandon. For more than 27 years, we've been selling and servicing Exmark mowers here in central Mississippi. Whether you have a city lot, a country estate, or a large institutional property, Exmark has a mower to fit your needs. I invite you to come by and check out all of what Exmark and Frederick's has to offer. With special financing available, we have mowers in stock and ready for you. Frederick Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment. Serving you since 1993. If recent hailstorms have invited lurk the leak into your home, call the experts at Watkins Construction and Roofing to find out what is lurking in your roof. Our rapid response roof team will be on top of your roof as soon as the next business day with a complimentary, honest assessment of your roof's condition and offer solutions to keep your home and family safe. Say goodbye, lurk the leak. Call Watkins Construction and Roofing today at 601-966-8233 or visit losetheleak.com. What do you have to lose? but your league. 
I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Today is the first day patients can submit applications for a medical marijuana card. If you plan on working with, certifying, or using medical cannabis, you can log on to supertalk.fm and find everything you need to know about the process, as well as a pre-application checklist. Facebook is discontinuing several services that track users' real-time locations starting today. Tanya Powers has that story. Facebook users will no longer be able to use features including background location, location history, nearby friends, and weather alerts as of today. It informed users that the information they shared to use those features will no longer be collected after May, but that it will continue to collect location information for other users as allowed by its data policy. Adweek reports that users who want to see or delete their existing location history must do so before August 1st. Otherwise, it will be automatically deleted. When you listen to Super Talk, you hear our team working for you. Great information. Drilling down and getting to the core of the issues that impact you. They give you like the information you need to know. Super Talk Mississippi. Join Mississippi's handyman, Buddy Slowick, every Saturday from 10 till noon as he broadcasts live from the Mississippi Construction Education Foundation studio. Contact MCEF today, leading the way in training, credentials, and job placement. Swing in to sponsoring the Sanderson Farm Championship, Mississippi's largest professional sporting event, September 26th through October 2nd. Entertain your clients or prospects, reward your employees. Fall from a skybox on the 18th green. Gotta hurry. These affordable Sanderson Farm Championship packages are available through June 15th. Visit SponsorSFC.com today to learn more. That's SponsorSFC.com. Whether you're a rebel, a bulldog, a golden eagle, or just a sports fan, Super Talk Mississippi has got a podcast for you. For you. Sports Talk Mississippi, The Rebel Report, Thunder and Lightning, The Super Talk Eagle Hour are all now available for you. And it's all free. Free. Get them all on demand at supertalk.fm and on your smartphone. Just search for Super Talk on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. You're listening to Middays with Gerard, Gerard Gibbert, here on Super Talk Mississippi. Bumping us into this segment with fooling yourself. Thank you for that, Rhino. We are back with you on the campus of Oxford High School at the brand new Center for Applied Engineering. Big ribbon cutting today. Joining us now in the Element Well Studios is the mayor of Oxford, Mississippi, Mayor Robin Tannehill. Mayor, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Always great to visit with you. Yeah, so this has been a uh, fantastic day. I listened to the remarks right before the ribbon cutting. So much excitement, so much energy around this. Uh, you got to be proud of this right here in Oxford. Man, it's incredible. We, we are so proud of this new facility. You know, the Oxford School District is just a crown jewel for this state and certainly for our community. 
community. Um, it, it is just amazing the things that are going on in this school district, and this is just one of the many things that we have to be proud of. Yeah, it's a big day, and, and you can just tell from all those involved, uh, from the superintendent down to the dean and the instructors themselves, they're all very excited about this. And uh, But the most important thing is, it seems like, uh, from what I could tell, seeing some of the students around here this morning, they're pretty Absolutely. excited about it, too. They are. I mean, you know, school is so much more than um, just sitting in front of a computer or sure. cracking that book open yeah. and finding things that really speak to kids, that motivate them to learn, to prepare them for life. You know, that's what our school district focuses on. Yeah. And, you know, there are, there are so many districts that I feel like just focus on, st- on state test scores. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're focusing on how to get kids ready to enter the workforce and to provide life skills. And I, I think that this facility is going to allow them to do that at a new level. Yeah, and uh, I, I got to believe you're hearing a lot of positive feedback from the employer community as well about this. Oh, right? no doubt. I mean, e- the city of Oxford, yeah. <laughs> we are so excited about the training that uh, young people are going to get to enter the workforce. Yeah. This is going to be just a huge, huge boost to our workforce and how educated they are coming out of high school. Yeah, so... Do you feel like you already got, I know, a booming real estate market up here? You've got a lot of influx of new residents in. It's just a, a great town to, to make your home. The the uh, quality of education is a big draw. It's a big factor in making those decisions. Oh, it is. I, I, you know, Oxford and Lafayette County are just growing so fast. Yeah. Lafayette County was the fastest growing county in the state percentage-wise um, in the last uh, census. Yeah. So uh, people are moving to Lafayette County and to Oxford. And, and I believe one of the largest draws is our public school district. Yeah. You know, there we saw so many people relocate during COVID and Many of those said, you know, we've lived in communities where we felt like we had to go to a private school. And so to move to a community where we put our three kids in the best public school district in the state, man, it's just a no-brainer. So I do think that our school district is probably one of the biggest factors in the enormous growth that we experience. It's got to be. And and you've got a a great overall quality of life here in Oxford, too. I know you like to brag about that a lot. Well, you you should. Well, thank you. I think most college towns are really cool places yeah. to live and provide unique cultural opportunities. But, you know, there aren't many public high schools that provide all of the different activities and cultural activities um, as the Oxford School District does. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, so what's on the horizon for the city of Oxford in the community here? I, I know you're always busy and uh, economic development projects going on. We have got um, so many different things going on right now, Gerard, that we're excited about. Um, you know, it has been a long two years and we are so excited that Oxford is bouncing back stronger than it's ever been before. May of last year, May 2021 was the first time our sales tax revenues had ever come in at over a million dollars ever. Wow. Since then, seven of the past 12 months have been over a million dollars. Wow. Oxford is kicking on all cylinders and um, we are thrilled about what that looks like. We are seeing businesses relocate. We are seeing a lot of folks who know they can work from home now. Yeah. Um, 
relocating to yeah. Oxford and um, bringing their wealth and business to to our community. Um, we've got several fun projects underway. We ain't gotten to do much fun stuff in the past two years. So it's, you know, we're excited. We're building a pocket park next door to City Hall right yeah. now that it's going to be a great place for people to sit and enjoy the square, a oh, free me. spot to enjoy the square. Building a that. stage where we're, we're planning to have entertainment on Fridays and okay. um, we're going to have just a small water feature. It's going to be a great place. Lots of tables and chairs for yeah. people to sit and enjoy. We've got a splash pad that's about to be underway. Um, working on developing the plan for a new community swimming pool. Okay. Uh, you know, some fun stuff. Yeah, good. Fun stuff. Uh, you know, in the old days, uh, once uh, the regular sessions of school were out in the summer, got uh, a little beat down and it was kind of a sleepy town, but that's not the case anymore. It's not the case anymore. No. You know, I'm, when when we were in school, people there most people didn't go to summer yeah, school. Right. Like, you went home for the summer. Right. These kids don't go home for the summer. Right. And we love it. Yeah. Um, we love having them here during the summer. But, you know, we had just a, uh, M-Trade Park yeah, hosting awesome. events every weekend, um, and and that keeps us hopping. We have so many camps that are both community camps and university camps that bring people here all summer long. We've um, had a destination car show. We just finished oh. a Grand Fondo Velvet Ditch um, bike race. We're seeing a lot of activities planned for the okay. summer. How, how is uh, what about the um, the city staff? How are you doing there? You looking for people? Well, I know last time we talked, we it was a struggle. It is fall. a struggle. Yeah. It is, um, you know, just like everybody else. Yeah. I mean, we're not any different. Sure. Um, we have about four hundred and seventy full time employees right okay. now, um, and we were doing some quick math and, and looking at knowing our turnover rate has just been amazing. Yeah. And since October first, which is the beginning of our fiscal year, we have um, brought in one. 121 new employees. Wow. Now that's seasonal workers, part-time and full-time employees, but that's so you know that's fourth of our workforce yeah. that's brand new. Wow. And you know we're competing with fast food restaurants and things that didn't used to be our competition yeah. for buildings and grounds workers versus um, you know Chick-fil-A's paying, you know, I think it's the last time I heard it was twenty dollars an hour. Yeah, and so yep. um, we are very proud that we have raised our minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour okay. for the city employees, and and I think you know that's a step in the right direction. I'd like us to see. I'd like to see us get to seventeen pretty quickly. Yeah, but um, you know we're doing what we can. What about crime? Crime. Yeah. You know, Oxford has its share of crime. Yeah. I think compared to most communities our size, mm-hmm. um, I'd say we're about average. I mean, we're seeing the same drug issues that most every other college town in America sure. is experiencing. Um, as the economy struggles, you see more burglaries, you see more shoplifting, you see more of those things. But um, I, I don't think any of that's unique to us. You got a good police department too, don't Man, you? Man, we've got the best police department. Really do. In good. the nation, I'd say. I mean, I, I don't think I'm exaggerating <laughs> when I say that. We have the most well-trained um, group of officers that I think you'll find anywhere. And and we, we spend a lot of money on training. We also just gave all of our police officers a $6,500 increase. Okay. Wow. And it gave all of our firefighters a $5,000 increase across the board. Awesome. And uh, so we are doing what we can to keep them. We find that we are the training ground a lot of times yeah. for DeSoto County and others around okay. us that, okay. you know, come and poach. And so yeah, we are trying it. to, we're working hard to make our pay competitive so that we don't lose folks. How about your city council? You guys uh, doing well there? Well, they're awful. Yeah. <laughs> 
I knew you were going to say that. That's why I asked. <laughs> they are amazing. We ha- you know, it is so much fun to work with seven people who care so much about their community. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we, 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 you know, go back and forth and come at things different ways. But I, help, I think it helps us find really creative solutions. Yeah. No, you're doing a good job. Um, so in the census, we just had that. How much did the population increase uh, here in the city? We, we increased by about 3,500. Okay. I, I think we didn't. I, we just did a really poor job of getting people counted. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, we're, we we're just, learning we, that we now. It, yeah, it? I mean, we gave it all we had. We yeah. just It was just difficult to get people counted. But um, we increased about 3,500 from 25,000 to okay. about 28,500 um, okay. within the city limits. But um, I, I'm going to – I would say that we're between 35 and 40 okay. would be our guess. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this Oxford Commons area is really nice. Oh, it's great, it's really isn't cool. it? I mean, you don't feel like you're in a small town. You don't. Yeah. You don't. It's it's got. Um, you know, we've we have focused hard working on our infrastructure issues. You yeah. just can't with twenty eight thousand taxpayers. Yeah. You can't just build all the sure. roads you need. Absolutely. And um, so we're real excited that we are developing some neighborhood hubs where everybody doesn't have to go to University Avenue or West Jackson to get yep. toilet paper. We're you know we're we're starting to <laughs> serve people where they live. And Oxford Commons was really the first place to really start to incorporate all the retail and residential in the same spot. Plans for the ARPA money? Oh man, yeah, we've been holding ours because we want to get we want to yeah. get it matched, yeah. and we've got a lot of water and sewer and stormwater issues that we're going to address with Always. those funds, yeah. and just waiting for July first so that we can um, do applications. We've got our projects ready to go. We just don't want to get started until we get those funds matched and double our money. Yeah, I mean, and that's a, it's a continuous maintenance issue in cost. I mean, and you can't just say, okay, we did that, check the box, say we're done. That's right, and, and water and sewer is not a real sexy project. No, I know, but you. Know, people, but you People have. love to see a park. They don't so much care about water and sewer until yeah. they can't flush. That's you know? exactly right. So yeah, we used to say in the IT business, yeah, everybody just wants to pick that phone up and there's dial tone and plug their computer <laughs> in his internet. They, they only care about it when they don't have when it. They don't so. have it. That's right. <laughs> Mayor, thanks so much for coming on. Always good to visit with you. And congratulations on uh, the success of this facility in Oxford in general. Thanks so much, Gerard. Always good to have you in Oxford. Great to be here. Mayor Robin Tannehill has been our guest. When we come back, Marty Hendricks, the Assistant Dean of General Engineering for the Oxford School District. Stay with us. When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no hassle guarantees so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. I'm Michael Guest. To get America back on the right track, we must return to conservative policies and principles. That means protecting our constitutional rights, liberties, and freedom. Getting government out of the way so our economy can grow. To stop inflation and bring down prices. I'm honored to serve as your congressman, and I'm asking for your vote on June the 7th. With your support, we will put America first, now and for our children's future. I'm Michael Guest, and I approve this message. Paid for by friends of Michael Guest. Guys, have Viagra and Cialis let you down? It can get you to the point where you think your best days are behind you. 
Well, think again. If you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction, regardless of your age or medical history, Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland can help. Their treatment options work without pain, needles, surgery, or medications, and no downtime using the latest proven technology. Call 601-944-5585 or visit InnovativeHealthClinic.net for an appointment today. This is Allison Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family-owned and operated. We offer fine merchandise at reasonable prices. We have what you need to make your outdoors beautiful and colorful. Callaway's has a large selection of trees and shrubs. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture with all the new 2022 collections arriving. We offer landscaping. Our designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape from a small job to a total transformation. Let Callaway's turn your backyard into a staycation destination. Give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Bring your truck or trailer. Callaway's offers bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Refilling your propane tanks is always the better option, and Callaway's is a propane refilling station. When you refill, you get more propane for less money. Callaway's in Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Everything for home and garden, that's Spillway Diner, your local neighborhood family diner. Known for serving breakfast all day, Monday through Sunday till 2 p.m. They also serve lunch from 11 to 2 each day. And for a limited time, enjoy 20% off lunch on Tuesdays and Thursdays when you tell them you heard it on Super Talk Mississippi. Spillway Diner, where you are greeted with a welcome and a smile. Located on the corner of Spillway and Old Famine. For a full menu and customer reviews, check out Spillway Diner on Facebook. This is Jake Mangum. Some call me the mayor. No player wins any game by themselves. It takes a team. So if you want excellent customer service and competitive insurance rates, you need to go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau, just like I did. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfdins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Before the action begins, make sure your bets are in. Every hit. This ball is crushed. Every point. Who are they giving to? Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino revolutionizes the fan experience. On your phone, casino kiosk, at the timeout lounge. Don't just be a fan, be a player, be a winner. Get to Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino. We're not just fans, we're here to play. Gallagher here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. You're listening to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone to Middays. Final segment. We are on the campus of the Oxford High School at the new Center for Applied Engineering. It's been a great day and joining us now is uh, Marty Kendricks, the Assistant Dean of General Engineering and also Dr. Duncan Gray, the Assistant Director of College and Career Readiness at the Oxford School District. 
Dr. Gray and Marnie, thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Thanks for Appreciate having us. It. So this has been a big day. We uh, got to see the ribbon cutting this morning and remarks delivered by the superintendent of the Oxford School District, Bradley Robertson. And I got a personal tour this morning from Dr. Hurdle. This is quite an impressive facility. Very impressive, very impressive, and uh, very proud of what the community supports and has put into making this sort of vision work. Yeah, you should be. So, uh, Marty, how important is it to get parental engagement and, and those who are responsible in the households for these students? How important is it to have them involved in big projects like this as well? I mean, this is transformational. It really is. I would say just highly important, and we see the fruits of it. Uh, from where I sit yeah. across across town at the university. Yeah. Um, so it's a tremendous gift to this community. It is um, an investment in this community. And um, having sent four children through the school district myself, and uh, some three of the four have already come over to the university. Okay. And, uh, and that I, I see directly well, that, first-hand you know, experience. It, I don't recall that always being the case where you had the universities and the secondary and the high schools being so engaged and, and so collaborative. I know. And it, in education, usually it was just, well, wait till you're done with that, and then come on in, and we'll take it from there, so to speak. It's kind of a handoff. That's true. Not it, the case anymore. It's unique here. We have, we're quite a community, I would have to say, and um, plenty of examples of that. Um, Duncan and I were just looking back at uh, something we did 20 years ago, before we had a formal you know, partnership or anything yeah. like that, but um, setting out to build a ladybug bridge. Yeah. And um, by the way of uh, community volunteers and architects and engineers and teachers and uh, funding sources and uh, lots of students that got hands-on experience in designing and building a 36-foot-long footbridge. And we just had a restoration of the of the project underway. But, you know, the community is, is quite a special place here. Yeah. And, and Dr. Gray, I'm impressed with all the tools. I mean, besides the building itself, but lots of tools that uh, are, are used in the instructional process. Uh, I just wonder if the students know how good they got it. I mean, it's pretty unique. I don't think they do sometimes. <laughs> you know, I always tell uh, the students, you know, if you travel uh, 30 miles northeast, south, or west, you know, of Oxford, uh, you'll really begin to appreciate, you know, what we have here uh, with the support. And, you know, again, none of this happens uh, without the partnerships and the relationships that we have here with our community. You heard Ryan uh, mention earlier the on-ramps and the off-ramps, you know, for students. And that's very much what we aspire to do here and, you know, letting students come through a program and if they want to come through a construction program and they want to go straight into the workforce, that's fine. If they want to go into a two-year college program uh, for construction management, that's fine. If they want to go into the engineering program, you know, to learn to be an engineer and an architect, you know, that's fine. The biggest thing is that they know what their next step is and why they're taking it and they can't experience and really know what that next step is without having the partners in place to show them what that next step would be like. Uh, Marty, how, how is uh, how much overlap is there with the content and the subject matter in, in uh, this curriculum here at the high school level relative to the college level? Is there some overlap there? There's certainly curriculum overlap. You yeah. know, um, the same fundamental concepts have to be taught eventually. You know, sure. in math and science preparations. But I would say that the great advantage of uh, early exposure to something like this allows a um, promising student to actually 
it's seed planting. I mean, okay. It allows them to harvest that over the right timeline. You know, so if they had some extra dual enrollment credits, that's great. If they didn't, it's okay. They're going to take them eventually. But the main thing is they've now begun thinking about something very significant in yeah. their life. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a psychologist would tell you, you can't dream about something you've never seen before. Yeah. You can't even uh, draw a picture of something you can, you've not had a concept or a yeah. story or, or some experience. So experiential education is the term we use a yeah, lot. That's right. And that's what we are uh, truly implementing here at this level so that students can find out, hey, this is kind of cool. You know, I would really like to go further in this um, idea of engineering. Yeah. Well, not only do uh, the students obviously benefit because they, they get kind of got their mind already geared toward a, a particular uh, occupation and, and a work role in life, but society benefits from this as well. Absolutely. You know, uh, you think about training and human resources, and if someone gets into a career, just like uh, Dr. Jones mentioned, that they don't yeah. enjoy that career, and then all of a sudden they leave the job, and then, you know, companies having to spend that time to retrain someone else, you yeah. know, so it's a... Uh, yeah, they end up floundering and, and, and really falling out of the workforce and becoming more of a burden than a net contributor to society. That's right. So finding their fit, that's kind of what we've coined here in the Oxford School District is helping students find their fit for that next step. It's, it's a, a tremendous accomplishment, and we wish you all the success in the world. It's been our pleasure to be here. Well, thank you. We're out of time here on Middays. We're on the campus of the Oxford High School. We will be uh, at uh, two museums tomorrow for the Unleash Mississippi Remote, uh, sponsored by Empower Mississippi. Until then, stay safe, and God bless everyone. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.